Hello and welcome to episode 501 of the Leadcast Podcast. I'm your host, Nick Nicky Cooper. Joining me is Aiden Frost Rockarts. Hey, how's it going? And Colton Blue Basket Sweat. Happy, happy Wednesday and happy episode 501. 501, the start of a new century. Yeah. Um, By the way, you called yourself Nick the King and not Nick the Jeopardy King, and I'm really disappointed. Well, I was going to say that during my week, but... No, no you're <laughs> just, the Jeopardy King. I didn't realize you, you scripted it. Um, for, yeah, you got to you got to read the scripts a little more thoroughly. You got to write the scripts better. Yeah. No, that's I don't make mistakes. This is scripted, so <laughs> this um, argument is a, a perfect <laughs> explanation of how my scripts are perfect. Okay. Uh, this week on Leadcast, we've got some uh, Leadcast news. We've got quite a bit of new news, um, so we'll finally get to to talk about League of Legends. Actually, um, we've got. What do we have next? Oh, uh, a competitive league section uh, brought to you by a very special uh, sponsor. Uh, we'll have a roundtable and then close it out with Mail Fight. Um, yeah. So, so before we get we, into our weeks. Yeah. <laughs> and before we get into our weeks, uh, we're going to start off with our sponsors for today's episode. The first of which are our good friends over at GamerCraft. Uh, this is a tournament service competitive hub for gamers of all skill levels with the goal of bridging the gap between the pro and amateur scenes by providing premier competitive experiences otherwise not available for the everyday gamer. Uh, they run daily skill-adjusted tournaments with over $40,000 in monthly cash prizes, and they also take competitive tournament experiences to the next level. And we've we've played in maybe four or five of these. Yeah, we've played in a, a bunch of them as a, my our team that has my dog as our profile icon mm-hmm. though, and they've yeah, they've a ton like of fun. good old Charles. Yeah. Um. And so we we're all I think a, a fan of the service, and you know when when they reached out to us, we're like hell yeah, let's let's partner up because it's it's a good product. Um. Mm-hmm. And so to tell you guys a little bit more about GamerCraft, there's a couple things um that are really really nice about it that are pretty unique to this as opposed to uh, other tournament hosting platforms uh so one is their anti-cheat um and so they have a really cool proprietary anti-cheat technology that screens players looks into like their match history their friends list to try and prevent smurfing account sharing boosting uh elo camped accounts to try and make sure that you know your games that you're playing are against opponents that belong in your tournament and are you know enjoyable games uh, obviously if you're you know competing in a tier one tournament as a silver player that might suck if you're against a diamond player but like they've got different level tournaments for all levels of skill i think there's like 15 designations it's, it's a lot. Wow. It's like, yeah, eight or nine or ten or something like that. It's like, it's, it's, a, it's good. And they're all like lot. fun names, like Wolves, Krugs, Elder. It's yeah, because I, I remember when I first signed up, I was just like, oh, it's going to just put me in like Platinum and you guys yeah. and Diamond. I was like, between like the five of us, we had like four different groupings, even though. Yeah. Um, so that's really nice. Um, they've got, you know, a matchmaking algorithm that kind of builds the brackets for you. The tournaments are fully automated. Uh, you through the app, you sign up really easy. You put in the code Leadcast to let them know that we sent you over there. Uh, but yeah, you go over, sign up in the app, put in code Leadcast to let them know we sent you. And then getting into these tournaments is super easy. You can register a team. They've got tournaments that you can register as just a solo player 
and they'll match you up with other players around your skill level. All of it's fully automated. They're going to build the bracket, send you the tournament code, build the lobby. Um, when it's all said and done, um, they will send you your prizes. Again, automatic. They shoot you a message on the GamerCraft app. Um, if you have issues with it, we had, you know, one, we messaged the moderators who were right there. Yeah. Solved in, in minutes. So again, I mean, we've, we've had nothing but good experiences through them. Um, again, they've got solo tournaments, Summoner's Rift, ARAM, all sorts of stuff. I'm sure they've got a bunch more that we haven't seen. Yeah. So really, really excited for this. Uh, and again, the code is Leadcast. Uh, the the app that you'll want to look up is GamerCraft. Um, and I believe if you sign that up right away, they will give you a... $2 cut. Yeah, you get $2 right to your account. Yeah. Yeah, you get a $2 prize just right away. So it's as if you placed in a tournament just because you're friends with us. That's how good we are. Exactly. Yeah. That's great. Because you're friends with us, we we got you placed, man. My dude, there's $2 waiting for you in GamerCraft. All the description, all the information will be in the description of the episode, though, if you have any uh, questions. Also yeah. in our Discord and on our social media. Yep. Absolutely. So, again, very excited for that. And after that, we're going to go into our second sponsor for today's episode. Uh, support for episode 501 is brought to you by Manscaped, the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped just launched their fourth-generation trimmer, the Lawnmower 4.0. You heard that right, the 4.0. Join over 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer just for you. That's 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code LEADCAST at manscaped.com again the code leadcast at manscaped.com uh they were our sponsor last week as well we talked about them on the last show uh we've had some some chats with all the folks in discord <laughs> yeah smooth is becoming a a, a smoothment if you will um but uh have you guys had any uh any new experiences with the products since the the last time we kind of talked about this the only thing is i, I love their ball lotion dude. yeah oh, that's, really? that's, my, that's my favorite thing i i, I love it <laughs> yeah the, the the what is it the crop preserver ball yeah. deodorant lotion yeah, it's so great yeah <laughs> hell yeah nobody wants sweaty balls yeah it's great preserve those crops and, and that's one thing actually that's i'm happy you, you brought that up because uh, we were talking about it in, I think, the Patron Lounge channel. And I was like, someone someone just posted smooth. I'm like, oh, yeah, you get some new equipment. You you out there trimming. He's like, nah, I already I already had one. But I'm like, you know, you don't you don't need to just there's there's more than just a lawnmower, man. They got the deodorant. They got the the toner, refresher, the toner. Yeah, they got all sorts of stuff. They got the one for like your nose hair and shit. Yeah, I don't know. I think that's the maybe. Yeah, I should probably know what yeah. the product <laughs> names are. I, I think it's the Weed Whacker. Yeah, it's the Weed Whacker, um, I believe. Yeah, so um, we were lucky enough to get sent the Lawnmower 4.0. I think all of us, uh, you know, have seen it. It's a very good quality yeah. product. Like, it does what it's supposed to, right? It it trims the hair. It doesn't, pl like, pull or give you nicks and cuts which uh, you, you don't you don't want nicks and cuts on your balls. That's not that's <laughs> not a pleasant. It's not <laughs> a good, that's a bad time. That's like playing solo queue 
when your stream is twitch.tv slash <laughs> yeah that's how i'm <laughs> um it's also wireless which i, I don't know mm -hmm. if i mentioned that last time but wireless fully waterproof you can bring it in the shower you can bring it on a trip it's got a fucking you... led light yeah Hell so there's yeah. no excuse yeah, exactly really you can shave your balls in the dark yeah. But it wouldn't be dark because there's a, a bright yeah. light. <laughs> it wouldn't. It's a 4,000K yep. LED spotlight. You can turn it on. You can turn it off. If it's blinding your eyes, you should turn it off. Say, not right now. I don't need it. Um, so again, 20% off and free shipping with the code LEADCAST at manscaped.com. 20% uh, off free shipping at manscaped.com. Just use the code LEADCAST. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Thank you Thank guys you once again it. for both your uh, support of the show. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Aiden, why don't you tell us about your week? Yeah, I didn't play too much League uh, this week. I've only played a couple of ranked games trying to <laughs> survive Master Tier. You know how it is. Um, but it, it's been good. Um, no, I don't. Tell me what it's like to not be it's, stuck in it's, low five. It's rough. <laughs> like, uh, I, I mean, Riot already announced that they're going to do stuff about like decay, but decay is rough in Master Tier because you have to play a game a day. And you can only bank up to ten games. So I'm I'm treading on like uh, uh, treading in like deep water right now. Um, but I actually like sent a tweet out to the um, to uh, one of the people who works on like the ranked and behavior systems team uh, who like made the uh, dev blog a couple months back talking like how they were going to do changes to uh, decay. Uh, he actually responded. He's like, "Hey, listen to the podcast. I I, I like what you guys do." Uh, and he asked me like what my opinions on uh, decay were for like the Elo. And I just said like it'd be nice if in Master Tier you could bank like three uh, games like a, a game rather than just like the one. Um, just because you can't, you literally can't take a break from the game with like yeah. ten games ba uh, banked max. And then you have to if you want to like queue up all your games, you have to play ten games like to queue them all up. Um, so it's just like a little bit much. Um, and then I also said the like, issue with like Diamond is I think like four games a month is reasonable, but also I think you can be a super casual player at D4 and still not want to play that much. Um, mm -hmm. But like at like high Diamond, I think four games a month is like pretty reasonable. But yeah, I think uh, so too. It's it's weird that I think it should be I don't know maybe like D2 or D1 yeah. or higher. Like I understand the issue is, of like but... being like at this at when you hit D two it becomes this yeah system. it's just like it's weird so I understand like that I mean in general I could just see them like making it easier for diamond overall even though I think uh, high diamond and low diamond are completely different atmospheres uh, yes mm -hmm. but uh, yeah anyways he seems like a really cool dude um yeah. Yeah. other than that though i played one master tier game which is uh, another issue with master tier is that um so in master you can't duo queue but in d1 you can duo queue so you can mm -hmm. play against people who are duo queuing while you can't duo queue so like my whole team one night was uh all master players so none of them are duo queued and the enemy team was mm -hmm. two x pro players it was saint vicious and chris <laughs> and they're duo queuing uh and it was like oh damn like saint vicious is like He's actually like a D one master, low mastery player. He's like eight hundred games this season. Mm -hmm. Um, but like Chris is like a, he just took a break from the game. But before he took the break, he was nine hundred points challenger, <laughs> and it's like yeah. ah, these players are duo queuing, and I cannot duo queue. <laughs> um, but I understand mm -hmm. it's an issue where like they don't want people to duo queue abuse. But it's on when you're at that fringe line of like high D one, low mm -hmm. master tier. Oh, it, it's rough getting rolled yeah. by duo queues sometimes. But uh, outside yeah. of that, I'm enjoying it. I'm hoping I can be master at the end of the season but i don't know if i have the the adrenaline and uh the life in me to keep playing <laughs> we'll see though uh what about you nick or uh, colton actually sorry Ooh, Ooh when we he, can do nick when if you want yeah we can yeah, switch, let's it switch it up let's nick you defeated me in jeopardy have my spot in review of the week my man 
Um, so this past week, I went to a friend of the show slash listener of the show's wedding in Illinois. Um, it was super great. the The ceremony was super um, was that like super beautiful actually, um, and that was a lot of fun. I had a, a great time with that. Uh, played a lot of Persona Four uh, because I wasn't sure that I would have internet access at the hotel that I was at, mm-hmm. um, or reliable at least to do anything. So I played a lot of that. Um, about halfway done, despite being 45 to 50 hours in. Uh, <laughs> it's a very long game. Yeah. But uh, otherwise enjoying it, hoping to play some some ranked pretty soon. Uh, I decay within 10 days. Um, yeah. Uh-oh. But, no, I mean, not going to let that happen again. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. <laughs> that was scary last year. Well, I, I mean, it ended up being worst case scenario, right? I didn't get back, so. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But, That's then right. you, but now all-time highs. Yeah, all-time all time highs. I've proven myself. Um, but yeah, and I you think You gave that's, me your curse. Yeah. I think that... I'm sure you'll grind enough games to break the curse, too. Yeah. Um, but I think that's just about it for me. It wasn't, uh, it wasn't a, a, a big, busy week outside of the wedding, so... Um, Colton, how about you? Um, my week has been... On and off, pretty busy. Work has been wild. There is a, a ton of different things and different timelines kind of all converging at the moment. So uh, between that and new stuff coming up, and work's, work's been tough. Uh, condo, we're going to probably try and get the office going soon. So might be might be offline for a week or so while uh, we take out my whole computer setup and put in floors and whatnot but uh yeah, yeah outside of that weather is really nice here in texas i think it was like 65 today mm. we're, we're hitting that fall stride nice um been playing some league streamed a little bit tuesday night yeah how'd your games go um i think i went two and two okay in four games i should have won <laughs> um yeah yeah i went two and two in four games i should have won uh, the first one, I just kind of, like, I played Zillion and didn't have to do a lot because our Aphelios got ahead, so I just, like, got, like, a 40 CS lead and then, like, hey, look, my Aphelios is real fast and can't die. Uh, second game, I think I went, like, up almost 100 CS on my opponent and was just dicking on them as Oriana, but our team was just constantly splitting and the pike kept forcing nonsense. It's funny, we have an email about that, so we'll talk about that, like, for sure later. <laughs> because when yeah. does it stop, Nick, uh, uh, Colton? When do your team stop, like, fighting when it's 3v5? <laughs> it, it they never stop. do. <laughs> yeah, and then the last one, I was going insane on Rengar. Um, but it was it was the most frustrating game. So, at the very beginning, the Gangplank and the Poppy are just conking each other over the head in the top lane bush. <laughs> Just sitting there with like their grass cracks, grass crocs. Like, I don't know how to speak. <laughs> you pulled a fucking Nick with there. Yeah. Um. And so I just walk up as Rengar from their Raptor camp and like hit the poppy. And I think the gangplank got the kill. Mm-hmm. But I was just like, okay, cool, free, free stack, free gold. Do my top camps like <laughs> gank top, kill the poppy again. And then so at this point, I've got a kill. Gangplank's got a kill. The poppy is down all sums. And I'm like, oh, great. Top lane's in a wonderful position. And Gangplank's pretty good into Poppy <laughs> to begin with, right? Like, that shouldn't be a, a super hard matchup. He gets solo killed, like, three more times. I, as I'm popping off, like, 
we we kill him again with like a dive and then i do like a wraparound and kill him again again and it's just like okay i saved it now he's gonna win (laughs) no he decides i'm gonna build essence reaver into sunderer because i need two sheens and then when i when i confront him and i'm like two sheens question mark also am i in like 2012 with two shens but two sheens he says that's the standard Gangplank build, right? Oh, yikes. That's the standard, yeah. All <laughs> good course. Gangplank players buy two items with the same unique passive. Also with uh, zero stats. Yeah. Uh, so while this is happening, the Silas was digging our cannon. Our bot lane was pretty useless. And, like, I was trying to hard carry, but it just, ugh. I, I got kind of tilted at a certain point where I was just, like, running in, taking, you know one for ones that really weren't worth it since I was our only threat. But it can was conf- it was can confirm by the way, uh Gangplank does not build two sheens because uh <laughs> not to say that like I, I would expect that, but I've definitely have times where like I've seen like a weird character like say Bard with the rapid fire dead man's or like mm-hmm. Senna with whatever the fuck she builds every single patch. Um where I go, is that right? And then I look up and it is right. It's just like meta. <laughs> and I'm like oh, yeah. but no there yeah, are certain not things but no, yeah, I don't know. The the double sheen, I think, was really, <laughs> really silly. iffy. And it was just so frustrating because, like, he should have been up a 1,000 gold on, like, a level yeah. and a half. And he just kept getting solo killed by Poppy. Yeah, <laughs> like, that's rough. Poppy. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that was that was my league experience. I've been enjoying playing mid more, though. And I feel like I've been gapping low plat players like I should be. And having like sixty CS leads and solo killing them, so mm-hmm. probably gonna keep up on the on the mid train a little bit. Um, yeah, I was, or go back to Vayne, right? I was, t- <laughs> I was telling uh, Nick, uh, Nick, um, and I think Trevor as well, like that if we do ever play in Clash, I kind of do want to play one of the world's clashes, one of the four nights or whatever. I think it'd be fun if we put you mid, uh, Qu- uh, Colton. Holy shit, you mid, uh, Trevor top um quinn ad carry and then either nick or i could jungle either one um just because mm-hmm. i think it it although i think we're all worse at those positions in theory um i think it like fixes so many of our issues like with like pick Bands. ban all this yeah. shit yeah and i yeah. feel like it'd be fun as well because we'd also like take it less seriously because we're all playing like kind of like off roles and mm-hmm. it'd be fun though. yeah i i also said that to trevor more of just like me and him swapping i was like do you yeah. play jungle at all <laughs> yeah. because one uh, like our pools are entirely different right like i play all the control mages and he plays anything but yeah and so when they burn three bands on him we can just be like okay cool colton's gonna take oriana mid and you can just play something else yeah for sure uh, yeah. but i also think our play styles are like entirely different mm-hmm. and uh, dude trevor and i have such anti-synergy yeah no for sure it's weird he, you guys are both super are... aggressive but i think you i think you both think about the game differently yeah i think we think about the game differently and i also think we're both players that like if it's not my idea it's a bad idea yeah a little bit For like sure. not a hundred percent but like if i thought of it it's good and so anything else probably isn't as good yeah and so the play that i called is the right one and so we both feel that way and so it's like once we've made a decision we're both like full sending on it and it's never yeah. the same fucking one. yeah um but yeah so i'm gonna try to uh stream maybe again uh Maybe tonight or Thursday. Hell yeah! Uh, as well. I'm, I'm gonna try and stream more as I try to climb. But uh, that's that's my week. I've been going on and on. So let's head on into the new patrons: Sunny Pebble, VZ Line, Rinty, and Daddy. Co-
Last news, Aiden, do we have any any updates? Yeah, the only real League Tax news is that we will be recording next month's Patreon, probably shortly. Uh, we actually had a League Cast meeting and we talked about a bunch of fun stuff, so mm-hmm. expect fun stuff soon. Uh, a bunch of shit. I don't, I sh- I'll, maybe like I'll, I'll make a list of stuff that I can spoil next week, but I don't want to spoil yeah. anything right now. No teasers? But, uh, lots and lots of fun stuff coming. Uh, we definitely talked about everything that I've mentioned potentially doing uh, for the last year. Uh, we've talked about it now officially, mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh, be excited. Uh, maybe some new Patreon things, maybe some new uh, fun community things. Uh, be, be ready. It'll be It'll be coming in the next couple weeks. Um, yeah. And then also we did Jeopardy last week. We did episode 500 Jeopardy. Uh, that video is on YouTube if you want to check it out. If you didn't get to watch it live. We had a lot of people watching it live. But if you haven't checked it out, check it out on our on our YouTube channel. Uh, YouTube.com slash Linkcast. It was a lot of fun to make. Uh, and I really enjoyed doing it with the Lola boys. Yeah, that was a, that was a lot of fun. I uh, enjoyed myself mm-hmm. a lot doing that. Yeah. Cool. Uh, awesome. So I guess that takes us into the new news. Um, We've got a Riot Games client coming soon. So it, it's not a league client, but it will be similar to like Battle.net where you can um, you open one program and, and you'll be able to launch uh, all of the Riot Games from that. Yeah, it um, looks really clean. I'm yeah, not sure if looks, you've seen like uh, yeah, some video it of it sick. and stuff. It looks insane. I hope that it means that TFT is getting its own thing. I'm one of those people who doesn't mind TFT being the same client, but like I wouldn't yeah. mind it being its own separate thing as well. Like I feel like it'd be fine. Um, I think it's weird that like TFT is the only one that isn't its own thing. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, like, think obviously it was I think first. it's because that wasn't a planned like development mm-hmm. thing. That was a response to um, what Dota Auto Chess. Um, and and yeah, like, holy yeah. shit, we can capitalize on this super hard. From my under- my like minimum understanding from like just reading shit, uh, like Reddit comments and not official things, is they use all of the models from League of Legends in TFT though. So like they need those oh, files interesting. anyways. Okay. So like it, if you if it was its own thing, you'd have to re-download all the things unless potentially maybe with this new client, like it'll pull stuff from the other folders and shit. Gotcha. Yeah, I have I was no idea how that stuff works. <laughs> I mean, they could definitely pull from like a joint asset library yeah. or in that client, just say like if it's installed like you can get these files from the other one i don't know if they would do that mm-hmm. with like updates i, I yeah. don't know but um i mean it, it makes sense i just i it would be nice to yeah, play them like to, to have access to all of it through one client mm-hmm. um, and i think that'll also help with their attempt to like put all of that together on like the social side because like Personally, when I log into League of Legends and it shows that my friend is on playing Valorant, I get upset because I'm like, I don't care if they're playing Valorant. I I'm want them to show up they're playing League. <laughs> yeah. Or like, yeah. I'll see like Nick is playing TFT, not TFT, fucking Legends of Runeterra. And I'm like, oh, cool. Nick's playing Solicute. No, he's he's Legends of Runeterra. Yes, yeah, so that Stop will, lying. <laughs> that will roll out uh, starting its rollout uh, uh, as of like two days ago, but it will be fully ro- rolled out to every client by October fourth. So, oh yeah, it's cool. Yeah, uh, awesome. Um, and then they've come out with a devlog about tackling AFKs. Um, this is interesting to me. Okay. Um, yeah, so I, I read through this. I, I talked to um, Kennedy a fair bit about it as well because mm-hmm. I, I think Riot's really good at identifying problems with their stuff, right? A huge yeah. problem right now is that tons of people AFK, tons of people leave games, tons of people queue dodge, all these things, right? So they've implemented like queue lockouts and more uh, things to disincentivize people from dodging. Um, so there's a big issue right now in the game with people who just AFK. There's 
accounts that just mass AFK to like drop ELO, right? You'll have accounts mm-hmm. that like are zero three hundred and ranked because then they sell these accounts uh, to like people who want to play high on iron accounts and stuff, right? So their solution is implementing if you afk multiple games in a row there's different queue lockouts right so like you have the classic you have to queue five minutes before you can actually start queuing you have to queue 10 minutes before you can actually start queuing yada 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 but they have new tiers uh after uh the fourth fifth sixth and seventh um uh, afk in a row or afk tier in a row where you have queue lockout so if you afk to the point where you're tier four afk lockout then you literally can't queue for one day or when you're tier five, mm. you can't queue for three days. Or when you're tier six, you can't queue for seven days. Or when you're tier seven, you can't queue for, for for fourteen days. So my like once again, I think this is great, right? Like this is a good step in the right direction. They're identifying an issue. My only issue is that why at tier seven is it not just a band, right? Yeah, if I don't know. AFK is seven games in a row, or however many to get to tier seven of like AFKing. Yeah. Um, why isn't that yeah. a ban? And like. If it actually isn't a bot, which, I mean, they're really trying to curb bots is, like, the biggest thing, uh, that person can write an email be like, hey, this is the reason you can choose if you want to unban them. Or another issue with this is, why isn't the one-day queue lockout earlier? If someone AFKs, which I'm assuming it's, like, you have to at least probably AFK three games in a row to hit tier three, would be my guess. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, but you AFK three games in a row, why aren't you already locked out of a queue? After you AFK game two in a row, why isn't it already locking you out of queue? Why are you allowed to queue for game three? You know what I mean? Like, I, yeah. I have issues like that, where it's like, it feels like they're the right solutions. It just feels like they're done very gently, uh, very timidly, I guess. Like, it feels like you could go harder with these. Like, if someone AFKs two games in a row, lock them out for a day or three days. Like, they're obviously mm-hmm. ruining games, whether intentionally or not intentionally. Um, or if they AFK to the point where they have a seven, uh, they they had a one day lockout, a three day lockout, a seven day lockout. Why not at that point when they AFK their next game, ban the account? You know what I mean? It, it feels like, yeah, it, it feels like a very like slap on the wrist answer to this. Which seven, don't be wrong, this is a solution, but like it's yeah. just a very light solution. It's it's weird to me that there are seven tiers of this, and I don't know <laughs> if that's if that means is is each tier just one game so like at, at tier zero it means you've dodged zero games at tier one you've dodged one game i believe so once in a game from what my understanding yes because i know i've had a game where like i had an afk mm-hmm. whether like my power went out or whatever and i came back and i had to queue five minutes for five games before i could actually queue right and yeah. i assume if i did it a second time it would be the 10 minutes for five games or whatever mm-hmm. um so i would assume it's that and they also mentioned that the only way to lower your penalty is to play games without afk um so mm-hmm. i would assume it's like a you go up and down based on games that you afk and don't afk yes i imagine yeah right like if you afk in two games let's say in a, in a day you're down to tier two and like yeah maybe you have to play 20 games without an afk before it brings you back up to zero or something I'd, yeah i'm sure they talk about it more in mm-hmm. details here but i don't know man seven afks like is a lot like if you afk once i i'm i think first afk having next to like very little penalty is fine because it's a video game in real life shit happens like (laughs) if i'm in a rank game and i don't like i fucking get like my fire alarm goes out and my like the building is burning down like i'm going to leave yeah i'm gonna finish the game yeah for sure um but like if that's happening twice or three times like then it's because you chose to leave not because of external circumstances 
and yeah, I would I would want to see the punishment go up a, a little bit in the lockout more. Yeah, but honestly, these start. These seem good for a like non-ranked mode, but I think the more severe penalties, like for what you guys are suggesting, should be implemented for ranked game modes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, a, a baseline queue lockout is, is a good solution. Um, but I like these games are are more serious than you know normal games. Punish them mm-hmm. as such. Yeah, I, I think that there's also, and I mean, it's it's a different issue, I guess. Like, but between that and the the dodge penalty and people trying to avoid it, where like I maybe a week or two ago had somebody who hard troll the game because they're like, yeah, I've already dodged three times. So I'd rather like just lose the LP and wait 15 minutes than dodge again. Yeah. And like, so they, they played into it and like, they weren't technically AFK, but annoying, annoying all the same. And so I'm sure that, you know, obviously that there's going to be some level of calibration on Mm -hmm. like what's AFK, how long, like, are and that's that's the different question. But I think again, overall, like Aiden said, like it's a good start. They've identified an issue and are working towards it. Yeah. Um, and the only other thing that I think is worth talking about is at the end they talk about looking forward, um, like the changes that they're looking for in the future. Um, one of the things is not enough ability to come back from behind. So I understand this, but I also mm-hmm. I think it's a slippery slope, right? Like I do think it's annoying that if someone has like a micro DC where they're DC'd for like a minute and a half that can lose you a game like just for like yeah, being for, sure. for like a minute and a half or like two minutes right uh especially if it's like an important part in the game or like if it's early in the game especially like like how do you come back if you're you come back to laying your lanes up three levels on you um so i understand like looking for those issues uh, solutions but i also don't know how much i would want comeback mechanics right it feels good when you i beat this person yeah. so they're behind and it just feels like a comeback mechanic aimed at helping people who accidentally dc'd for a minute very much can shake up the the balance of the game itself right yeah i I was just gonna say it seems really weird to like do we do we want someone who leaves the game for that long to have mechanics in place that allow them to win Mm -hmm. like i it almost it, it feels bad saying like oh this game should be doomed because you accidentally like your your cat knocked over your router and it yeah. caused you to disconnect for two minutes like i i don't know the the flip side of that is there's five players who stayed connected and and are trying their hardest to win like should should they be punished via comeback mechanics yeah yeah I and know. i i think to me my answer to that question would be to not put anything gameplay wise in like don't give them bonus gold or any anything else to help them get back in but like if it if it's really something that they're worried about and think it's a priority to like give those players a chance then like allow each account to have like a banked pause time or like a minute of pause time where it's like if you disconnect it's going to like put a timer on the screen saying like the game will pause in five, four, three, two, one. Yeah. And then like, cool, you have a minute so that if your cat knocked over your router, you can come back in and maybe have only lost 30 seconds of game time. Um, and I think potentially banking time could be a good way to do that system where it's like, okay, at max, you might like delay the game for three minutes. Yeah. But if you're constantly DCing, like you're just too bad. Like, yeah. You, I, I like that a lot. Not gonna have that pool. 
I think that, like, an automatic pause system for DC is with, like, a minute timer or whatever is, like, fine. Like, I, I, if as uh-huh. long as it doesn't get abused or whatever, I think it's, like, actually a really good solution to mitigate loss without uh, implementing comeback mechanic. I like that a lot, Golden. Yeah, yeah. Like, obviously, it would suck to yeah. have, like, a, a full-minute pause in your game. Yeah. But uh, I, I think that that's really the only way to give that player a chance to not automatically lose yeah. without screwing over the five players on the other team. Oh, yeah, sure. Dota has a system like this where I believe any single player can pause for any single reason. Um, I don't know if there's a time limit for it, um, but I think it's um, limited so that you can't like pause, someone unpauses, and you pause again. I think there's like a limited number of pauses or it puts you, yours on cooldown yeah. or makes it so you can't pause back to back. Um, and uh, honestly, like I've, I, it's been abused a couple times to, as like flame for like, Hey, Hey, I'm about to kill you. Like, do you have yeah. anything to say? But <laughs> I, 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 it doesn't get abused. Like, okay, I'm just going to hard grief in the games that I've played. And I played, you know, 400 hours at this point. It's, it's not been like, I'm going to pause the game to ruin the game for these people. Yeah. Like, like even if it starts getting abused, lock it behind. Someone has to be DC'd yeah. before you can pause. Like, I, I just think there's yeah. like good and, solutions and like, like that. And also, like, again, I don't think that Riot needs to go this far, but, like, you could make it to the point where it's, you know, if you were the person who DC'd and there was, like, a pause in the game, in the post-game menu, like, you have to, like, you know, check a box or something that's, like, you know, I'm not AFKing on purpose. Like, I know that this impacts other players. And then, like, at that point, you can punish that player more severely the next time it happens because it's like, hey, you know, we t- we told you to stop doing this if you're doing it intentionally. Yeah. Um, I-, I think one other thing in the dev blog before we move on to the next that I think is really important to note is that the they're pointing out in this graphic that like the vast majority of players have obviously are obviously in tier zero that they don't AFK, they don't leave games like that. Yeah. Um, but then it goes like five percent, two percent, nine percent in tier three yeah. plus. And obviously that's multiple tiers. It's not just tier three, but like that point showing that there's a big gap between the my you know cat knocked over my router i was afk one game you know there was a family emergency i had to leave yeah i left one game or maybe two yeah you know that's not the players this is for and that's Mm -hmm. not how the system is built where it's like there is a significant number of players 10 percent of players are in you know tier three plus yeah and that's that's problematic because I mean, yeah, the, the botting ecosystem is fucking crazy, and they're, they're yeah. like slowly working at fixing that. And like, I, yeah, mm-hmm. I think it won't affect most people. Like a lot of people like are worried. Like, what if I my internet disconnects? Well, first of all, if your internet disconnects, yeah. like I do, it won't. First of all, you're not as long as you're not queuing up for multiple games, your internet disconnects. Yeah, that's one thing. Second of all, you are ruining the game for nine other players. So like, you also have to consider mm-hmm. that man as much as like it sucks yeah. to lose a game because your internet goes out. But like, even it's it's like okay, your your internet screws up. Cool. Like okay, you've 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 left one you play a second yeah and it happens again at that point you should stop yeah but like you're still in tier two and you know again this is built on the the notion that these tier three and four and five players are are really where the problem is yeah and the fact that it's 10 percent of the league community mm-hmm. i think to me is is crazy high because mm-hmm. like that's one of to me like the most frustrating things to deal with 
like you get toxic players all the fucking time and sometimes they're good and sometimes they're dog shit but like i don't mind a toxic player who's just like you know average player nearly as much as someone who's just dcs like yeah i mean at at least i can play the game and i can (laughs) mute them and not interact with them yeah yeah i agree i think this is like good for like overall and i hope to see more uh stuff like this come great yeah oh god do you see the competitive team design leads name (laughs) i did yeah barack (laughs) probama oh my it's good his blood is 90 percent diet soda (laughs) anyway Uh, other league of legends news (laughs) yeah that takes us to patch 1119 um so we'll run through this pretty quick uh vex is being added uh to the game aatrox his w cooldown is decreased Nice. Uh, Kali's base health regen is being increased. Cho'Gath Q cooldown is decreased by one second. Nice. Fizz. (laughs) They're they're changing some of the the last patch uh, buffs, quote Mm -hmm. buffs. Passive damage reduction against basic attacks removed. W damage is reduced. Uh, E cooldown is decreased late, and the R damage is increased. Cool. So Um, they're uh, they're doing reverting the, the changes and doing a simpler buff. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, yeah. Galio, his W cooldown is now decreased with rank. A little spooky. Mm-hmm. G- Gragas, W damage AP scaling has increased. So a little, little buff to the AP, AP Graggy boy. Spoiler, nice. boys. I already think this character's absolutely nasty. OP. Yeah. AP Gragas. Kind of snarky. But he's, he's, just, he's just difficult to play. How much worse does Gragas get if he doesn't if uh, he doesn't have priority over every single ability in the fucking oh, game? Oh, <laughs> so much worse. And it's yeah, weird can... because like, how do you explain that to a new character? Yeah, yeah. it's it's weird because like there's there's that like weird sub ranking of like which one's there and, yeah. and Gragas is towards the top. I think Gragas it literally is the highest in the game. Yeah, it's like I, I don't know how to explain priority to to a new player. Mm-hmm. Like if you were to say like I don't know x character versus y character all i know is gragas beats them both yeah yeah right where it's like okay if if a, if a lee sin is queuing at a gragas and he ease he's gonna stun the lee sin and probably yeah. cancel the second part Which is of the fucking queue. wild yeah. um that being said like at a certain point can we just make his e unstoppable or something yeah. to like like i Make him W first. If he's W'd and then E's, it's like, cool, you're drunk cool. and your slam is unstoppable. Yeah. But it's just, it's so frustrating, those interactions, especially uh, if I you don't, don't e- play a lot of the characters. But the thing is, I don't think that fixes it. Because it's it's not like he doesn't, he, he can be CC'd during it and, and it stops it. It's just other dashes are shit against it. Yeah, it's just like... And I don't know dash. how to fix that, Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like the the way you fix it is you make it lower priority, but then like another dash is now the best. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe it's because his maybe it's because he's so fat that his model is bigger. Maybe so his hitbox like, is just bigger so, than his hurt box. <laughs> so like he collides with them before they collide yeah. with him. Yeah, is maybe the the logic. I don't I don't know. I don't understand. Crazy, I'm not yeah. a programmer, and their code is spaghetti anyway. But yeah, Ragus <laughs> E high priority skill. It, it would be great if there were clarity on those things. But anyway. Gwen, the scissor gal, uh, base health regen increased. Thick. Uh, Kennen, Q damage is decreased. Mordekaiser, I looked this up. This is Mordekaiser's eighth buff, buff in a row, by the way. Oh, His yikes. E cooldown is decreased early. <laughs> Hell yeah. Fuck, that's uh, scary. 
Poppy passive cooldown is decreased by three to one seconds. Nice. So I like it's pretty Poppy. strong early. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good ability. Kiana, EQ combo targeting on dashing targets has been adjusted. The Q bonus damage against monsters is increased. So even yeah. further. It's weird. Like the Kiana thing's really interesting because, like, I do think it functions really well as like an auto-targeted ability. But yeah. like, it's one of those things that if the auto-targeting works like shit, then you'd rather have it be a not auto-targeted ability, right? Yeah. If your auto-targeting can miss more than you can miss as like a human who's good at the character, good at the game, good at the character, then I don't know. It's just a weird balance, I guess. And they're trying to figure that out, but mm -hmm. it's cool. Um, Lots of cool Renekton changes. I like these a lot. So Renekton's base health and health growth has increased. His W self lockout duration is decreased, and the empower animation is sped up. So the main thing is like they're giving him some uh, base compensations because they made it so his uh, empowered stun isn't as long, uh, which is the main reason why he's OP in competitive play. And they're making his uh, lockout timer on his stuns a little bit less, so you can maybe like get an auto attack. So you're not stunning yourself just as long as you're stunning the enemy. It's not like a Malzahar ult anymore. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, rise, uh, Q AP ratio is reduced, E cooldown is increased, so some, uh, adjustments, I suppose. Yeah. Um, yeah, sorry, um, so Juani, Q cooldown is decreased and damage is increased. Nice. Cool. Uh, Seraphine, R cooldown is decreased. I, I think it's fine, she's, like, kind of a little bit weak yeah. right now. Uh, we got a buff to Scion W. Uh, looks like the percentage is unchanged, the AP is unchanged, but the base value has gone up by a flat nice. 10. Yeah. Mm -hmm. it's, Sona. it's pretty small, yeah. Yeah. Sona, base armor is reduced, passive damage, bug fixed, and Q can no longer target hidden enemies. Power cord E is also bug fixed. Huh. That's wild. Her E power cord used to bypass slow immune targets. Oh. Nice. That's cool. Um, Soraka is getting a nerf to her R. They made it last patch so that she cleanses Grievous Wounds before she ults. So now it's going to like heal less because uh, it turns out cleansing Grievous Wounds uh, what a surprise! her, her mm -hmm. like, huge nuke <laughs> ultimate to heal a lot. So Yeah. Weird, Nick, how you mentioned how it's just, uh, it's fine. Have everything heal at full effectiveness and just lower it. Yeah. Just, just, uh, just remove Grievous Wounds entirely. That's I think nice. that's the, the only way to balance healing, which sounds wild, but it's the only it's the only way to make it fair. Yeah. I I think that honestly, I, I think that's one way to do it. I also think that having a more like difficult to access, expensive, or almost like if if you had like a, a full like three thousand gold legendary item that gave dog shit stats. But it's just like healing reduced by ninety percent. Like, yeah, but then, I think then you have to build it, and it feels like shit. Yeah, so you don't build it; you just build damage. Yeah, I mean, I think that that's a way to do it. I, I think that a totally legitimate way is just turn off grievous wounds and adjust all healing accordingly. Yeah. Um. But anyway, we've had that conversation. Yeah. Uh, Varus Q cooldown is increased uh during the later ranks so it starts the same but a little bit more cooldown later on yeah i think that's good i think it's a good way mm -hmm. of doing it uh we skipped over silas base mana and mana region is increased um earth is coming out they're changing some uh balancing uh on it uh, the except the for shielding Yumi. like yeah, shielding has shield always been op in mm -hmm. like earth because they nerf healing but not shielding so they're producing yep. shielding this time so that's nice it's good 
Oh, uh, I'm going to sneeze. Oh, okay. <laughs> there's I a saved World's it. Clash, which we talked about. The it's World's Clash is the one with 16 teams. So it's the one that's super fun to play in. So there's going to be two weekends of that. Uh, one that opens, uh, one taking place on October 2nd and 3rd, and the other taking place, I think, two weeks after it, I believe. Um, and they're all, they're mm-hmm. both, I think, 16 team clashes, which they're they're a lot of fun. So I'd nice. recommend playing in those. Uh, I think yeah. we'll, we'll try to play in one of them, maybe. But I want to play in both, but I'm going to have to find a different team. Yeah. Cool. Um, and then they talked about their AFK penalties here as well. Um, yeah, uh, Lee Client, uh, the performance uh, update is coming through um, with uh, what Chromium Embedded Framework. Nice, I love the cool. Chromium Embedded Framework, dude. <laughs> um, lots of bug fixes. Um, oh, interesting. Fix a bug where Aurelius Q would so, sometimes, though very rarely, deal yeah. double damage. I do want to talk about that because, like, everyone's like, <laughs> "Oh, this is bullshit." That like. And the writer immediately came and said, like, yeah, this happened, like, never, guys. Like, mm-hmm. it's just people immediately go, they look at this and they go, huh, uh, it's crazy how this exists. This is probably why she's OP. Her win rate's going to drop or whatever. It's like, no, this happened, like, actually never. Um, yeah, just no, I, I think that it's uh, people, it's like, you know, large numbers and humans don't don't mix. Yeah. And so it was probably something that happened, like, one in a million or less yeah <laughs> but people are like oh yes it's got to be like one in a hundred so uh, if it happened like in the course of a game it probably got like two or three times but yeah it's like, I mean, no. if it happened multiple times in a game it'd be a issue but like they, yeah, they, they, no. they're like yeah this just like never happened it's just it probably happens fair, to like one aurelia every thousand games once to be fair aurelia does cast q a million times a game yeah. So <laughs> they also had uh, they didn't have the though very rarely I think before but then they had oh okay so, so many people were upset about it so that's that's wild yeah um that that being said I was going to immediately make a joke and be like oh you mean every single time because yeah. fuck, because he just does that much damage <laughs> they, they 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 fixed this bug by just changing the base damage to twice as much yeah <laughs> uh interesting um Dawnbringer Vex Morgana Yone. And Nightbringer, Trindamir, Lilia, Kane, as well as the Prestige Edition for Kane, and Worlds 2021 Jarvan are also coming. Um, I have think you guys looked most at the uh, Yone skin uh, I am Chrome now. Skin. Oh, that yeah. looks so sick. It might be one of the best skins they've ever made. Wow. It, that looks it, amazing. If you get time later, like, go watch the skin spotlight video on it. Yeah. After he, every single time he cues, he, like, swirls his blade around with, like, magical energy. Like, just, like, twirls it, like, for fun. It's so fucking cool. That's dude. so cool. Interesting. Yeah, I think they're yeah, really I, cool, though. It's definitely my favorite one of these, uh, of these that are here. Although the Jarvan mm-hmm. one is, uh, is super giving, cool. The, oh, the, the Jarvan skin. splash is so hype. They're giving the world skin chromas. That's very interesting. It is. It it really is. It, it and the chromas look pretty good too. Yeah, they look really cool. They look like they're almost like um the victorious skin. Yeah, chromas. almost. Because the one mm-hmm. looks like challenger, one looks like master for sure. That one looks like grandmaster. Yeah, it looks like diamond, yeah. uh, challenger, master, and grandmaster. But yeah, it's it's their world skin, so they're not tied to mm-hmm. rank. It's weird. Yeah. That's, yeah. Cool. I mean, that's interesting, and I, I mean, it's cool because like they they're already probably very used to like making those types of chromas for a skin yeah. where they're like oh okay like easily do like we know our purple color scheme we know our like yellow yeah. blue all that stuff um how do we feel about the dawnbringer vex i think it's I, funny <laughs> i like it i don't like it as her like first skin release skin i i think it's funny just because it's like so different <laughs> than her main one uh, yeah i think yeah. it's fine i miss the old days where like sometimes you'd have a skin release and their second skin was just a recolor 
um mm-hmm. like the, the good old days but yeah mm-hmm. it's come a long way since then no i, I think it looks fine it looks i mean good. i think the skin looks fine i just like i i guess personally would have preferred that like the character's first skin was not a like lol sad character but also sunlight positivity skin line i think the chromas for it look amazing i think it's cool how they were able to make the shadow have chroma details that yeah so that's fucking super sick super sick <laughs> yeah um that's it for patch 1119 there's been an arcane teaser uh it's about what like 15 seconds long uh showcases a couple of popular piltover characters uh with the end um who i assume will be the villain uh victor appearing uh very cool um i'm I'm pretty hyped for this uh yeah it's really uh, cool this series that's coming out they also did a bunch of his uh, arm is gonna have a little arm and that arm's gonna have a little arm and then mm -hmm. that arm is gonna have another little arm they also did a bunch of character posters on the twitter account if you guys have seen them they're really really cool though they did one for uh victor mel who's like a, a character in it um, Caitlin, who has her new VGU. I'm assuming they're going to give uh, Caitlin. Sorry, just I guess it's just a visual update. Uh, I think they're giving Caitlin a visual update in League as well, I would assume. We know where she's getting it in TFT. So, knowing that TFT uses League bottles, we're assuming she's going to get it in League yeah. as well. Um, uh, Jace is another one. He looks really cool in it. Um, Silco uh, is one of the characters. Uh, Vander, Jinx, Vi. And that's it, yeah. It's really cool though. No, cool character. Oh, also. I guess I guess Echo's from Zon, isn't he? Not Pilfer. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that stinks. It's cool though. It's really. I really mean, cool. there could there's a lot of overlap between Piltover and Zon. Yeah, yeah I, 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 showing every character for sure. I just imagine if they were Echo, seems like a, a popular enough character to to want to showcase. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I'm excited. But, I mean, like the the whole thing is right. Like Piltover is on top of Zon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and is like. Zon is being corrupted by their byproduct as well as their own fucking spoilers, yeah. bud. I'm just kidding. <laughs> spoilers for reading the lore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I, I forgot you don't know how to read it. Yeah. No, that's <laughs> um, why I'm gonna watch Arcane. Yeah. yeah, but that is it for new news. So are we on to the five starry section where we would read five star reviews if we had any? Yeah, I wrote here. Um, this sec- this is the section where we read five star reviews for those confused because we got. I think it was an email or it was a message on our Discord, mm-hmm. maybe it was on our Twitter or something. Someone's like. I don't really understand what's the five starry section, <laughs> or, or even like what's a five starry. Yeah. So it's okay. Spoiler alert: a lot of like almost all of our section names are mm-hmm. puns on champion names. Like, male fight is is malphite, mm-hmm. and like the 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 new news, new new. Yeah. And, and this this is five stars. Most people don't get male fight. Five stars. Uh... <laughs> yeah. A they lot of it, ma- some... it makes more sense if you're able to see the uh, For sure. us fighting about mail. See yeah. the pun. <laughs> we'll we'll yeah. talk about mail fight later, actually, though, because I have uh, yeah. some roundtable answers about it. So Definitely. But yeah, cool. so uh, that's what that section is for, but it's empty today. So we'll go ahead and move on with the show. Hell yeah. Um, that takes us to the GamerCraft Competitive League section. We have had World's Group draw um, complete uh i kinda, think the link kinda here is pog that gamercraft is oh. ahead of them and does it all automated but they still need to have a person <laughs> yeah. draw out of a hat gamercraft ahead of the game higher True. higher worlds um so we have the 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 draws out um we can talk about the the groups pretty quickly um group a is going to be is there only three teams in a group 
Um, so there's, we're waiting for the Three plans. Groups, so. plus oh, the oh, and then plans. Yeah, yeah. It might okay, be easier okay. to talk about plans first. Um, which the main thing to note is that uh, Cloud Nine is in Group A, and then LNG and um, uh, HLE are in Group B, which is the Chinese fourth seed and the Korean fourth seed. Um, so that's like the main thing to note. We're expecting mm. Cloud Nine, HLE, and uh, LNG to get out, uh, and then those will be seeded into the actual groups um, of which. Um, HLE has to go into the team without a Korean team in it, so that's um, Group C. We know the uh, LNG has to go into a team without a Chinese team in it, so that means they're going into uh, Group D, and then that means Cloud9 sadly has to go into Group A. Oh, um, no. Yeah, so we'll talk about these groups really quick, though. Uh, I'll pull them up yeah. on uh, the feed really quick. Um, mm -hmm. You want to you each go through them? Like, we'll each do a group? Yeah, sure. Yeah. So, uh, Group A, the confirmed seeds at the moment are LCK's uh, Damwon Kia? Mm -hmm. Yep, Damwon Gaming uh, Kia, L yeah. Yep. I was just making sure I remember, like, DW, yeah. that's Damwon. Uh, LPL's Fun Plus Phoenix. LEC's Rogue, and again, a play-in representative who... Most likely to be Cloud9. Is, yeah, we'll talk about Cloud like the, the other potentials after, but most likely Cloud9. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I think it's going to be hard to see anyone except DK and FBX leaving this group. Yeah, so this <laughs> group is especially hard because a lot of people uh, are talking about how the fact that um, Korea is very top-heavy right now. Um, yeah. Lower seed Korea teams, like can definitely be beaten by western teams um but a lot of the chinese teams are very good uh and especially uh fun plus phoenix which a lot of people think is actually the strongest chinese team despite being the second seed uh a mm -hmm. lot of people think that they are stronger than edward gaming right now so in theory you've pulled the team with a uh sorry <laughs> is it literally group a but like the best team in the world uh, in theory with damon kia yeah and then the best chinese team in the world with fun plus phoenix both of which could easily win worlds um so yeah it's probably one and two in terms of of power level at this point right yeah most likely so. <laughs> unfortunate yeah, that they're at in the, the same group least, at the very least they're both like top four yeah. for i mean whatever whatever you want to say it's like yeah two of the top four teams in the world are mm -hmm. in group a yeah so yep. rogues probably screwed if cloud nine goes here and cloud nine is so fucked if they get in this group <laughs> yeah it's going to be difficult for them to to overcome I think any of these teams. I did see a rogue. I did see a copium post. Uh, oh, yeah, I was starting by new because I wanted to see all the co copium from today, uh, and uh -huh. it was like, it's this is actually best case scenario for rogue. Rogue <laughs> needs to like be able to push themselves, and having the group with the two best teams will allow rogue to play at their very best. We've seen these uh, lower seeded uh, LC. LEC teams like overcome the greats uh take the the best Korean and Chinese teams to game five I think if Rogue really wants to win worlds then they they will do it by uh, fighting the best teams in the world in their in their groups and I'm like holy fuck <laughs> so uh, it's not wrong in the sense that like you have to beat everyone yeah <laughs> yeah you you've got to beat everyone and it I I guess by making your group stage impossible you make knockouts easier but like, <laughs> why not guarantee that you get there? You know, like Man's that's definitely not best case copium, scenario. Though. Holy yeah. shit, <laughs> it was crazy. So probably DK FPX. Um, yeah. I could see it going either way. Honestly, I think they're pretty close to to equal. Oh, um, for sure. Yeah, I, I'm sure we'll get a um, L LPL uh, group stage buff. So. Yeah, we'll see it for sure. Uh, uh, group B, yeah. yeah, Group B is Edward 100 Thieves. 
T. I almost said Tyler one. Uh, T one and <laughs> it's probably going to be a... one of the uh, uh, minor region uh, teams. Okay. Uh, yeah. Tip, Boy, uh, this one's going to be a, a fucking slobber knocker too. Yeah. I like, um I I think 100 these actually has a pretty decent chance of getting out of out of groups. I, so, okay, I, they don't have a they have a decent chance for North America comparatively. Yeah. Yes. I I guess that's the the preface that it's pretty easy required. to say Edward's going to be one T T one's going to be two. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's like the obvious answer. I just think it's not crazy in a best of one scenario for 100 thieves to take a game off either of those teams. Um, yeah, especially with how aggressive that uh, 100 Thieves has tended to play. And they're getting closer um, I, now. Originally, they weren't going to have closer for fucking Worlds, but they're jungler. Yikes. But the t- they today finally got Aziz approved. Oh, good. So, yeah, I, I think there's um, I think there's a, a decent chance for NA, for sure, that mm-hmm. um, that 100 Thieves get out. Yeah, I think it's at least a chance. It's not like a, a completely dead group. Like, the Cloud9 group is dead. Uh, like, just... It's hot. Yeah. Yeah. It's such a small chance that anyone other than Dom Juan and Fun Plus Phoenix get out. Yeah. Like, uh, it, it requires some pretty crazy... Cool. Uh, group C, though, is uh, PSG, Fnatic, Royal, and then the uh, play-in representative, which will be uh, the Korean team, so it'll probably be HLE. Uh, Han... Mm-hmm. I don't know how to pronounce the name. It's the it's the Chovy team. Chovy and, Chovy and the boys. I'm not late these words, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> Chovy and the boys, as we call them. Um, so yeah. this, this group... <laughs> Chovy in his backpack. Yeah, I, PSG's good. Like, I really do think PCS is a good region. Mm-hmm. But the reality is it's, it's the weakest of the first seeds. Um, I, I think it's pretty easy to say that it's the weakest of the pers- first yeah. seeds. Meaning Fnatic and Royal got really good groups. Uh, it's going to be probably... About, I mean, the reality is any of them can make it out. PSG still mm-hmm. is a good team. I just think they're the weakest first seed. Um, but Fnatic could easily make it out first. Uh, PSG could make it out first or second. Royal could make it out first or second. HLE, if Chovy fucking claps kids, uh, could make it out first or second. I think this group's going to yeah. be like really messy, but it will be fun. I think all the teams are... This is the closest group for sure. I definitely think it's going to be the most interesting group. It'll yeah, be, of, yeah of it'll, it'll be really fun, I think, to watch. We'll see some... Mm-hmm good interesting like competitive games i think we'll see some absolute stomps as well yeah um this is one where i wish that you know the that they had like best of threes at this point oh of course groups right because like these these are more best of threes that i would want to see whereas like watching damwon 2-0 cloud nine or watching fun plus 2-0 rogue i don't care that much about yeah um, but like it would be fun to watch, you know, a three-game series between Fnatic and PSG. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and then final group, Group D: Mad Lions, uh, Genji, and uh, Team Liquid, as well as the play-in. Is that another minor? Yeah, the play-in. No, the play-in team will be the uh, assuming LNG makes it the Chinese fourth seed. Yeah, I was oh, okay. Say that's I see. China fourth Which seed, Which is, is definitely the most likely. So. Mm-hmm. And so. What did Genji place? Uh, Genji got third, third or second. Oh, sorry, they got, no, they were the. Yeah, Genji was third or second. Um, but the thing is, is they kind of just made it there by losing because they had enough. Uh, Points. It was one of those scenarios where like they just like lost a bunch of series, but they still made it to worlds, right? Um, yeah. Because they were already like seated high enough from like uh, the season right. or whatever. Uh, I don't. Once again, I don't remember that fully, but I just remember like they do probably look like. They're the they're definitely weaker than T one and way weaker than Dam one. Um, hmm, interesting. But I like, think this will still, still be. Good. I think this will be an interesting group as well, though. 
Yeah, for sure. I mean, like, I, I think it's possible to be mad for sure. Like, LEC first seed is definitely very different than uh, Chinese or Korean first oh, seed. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, Mad's really good, though. I think Mad is fucking amazing. I just think that mm -hmm. play a game when you're watching Worlds. How many times does is Mad winning and then Hebidoid gets caught? It's almost every single game. Uh, yeah. <laughs> he's a really and in best player. of wins. ones, that's really, really risky. Yeah. I think yeah. Hemoroid's insane, too. He fucking wins lane versus good players consistently, right? And then he just always somehow gets caught, and I have no idea why. Like, it's so crazy. Um, but maybe he'll fix that by Worlds. Uh, I think it can be anyone, though. I really think Mad is probably the favorite. Um, but it's not like Team Liquid can't take a game off Mad. It's not like Team Liquid can't, can't take a game off Genji. It's not like Team Liquid couldn't take a game off LNG. Um, I think it's possible, for sure. Good. Yes. Yeah. Um, um, so should be only, pretty exciting. Yeah. Only other thing to talk about is that plans. So, so plans actually starts on October 5th, very, very soon. Um, here's the crazy thing, Nick. So I'm someone who doesn't like rigging brackets, right? I don't like uh -huh. purposely losing games to get better seeds. Okay. But, so this is the way it works in plans, is top two teams from plans then play, uh, sorry, number one team from plans uh, from both groups automatically goes to... Uh, is automatically qualified, right? So if, like, Cloud9 gets first, they're automatically qualified to groups, right? Uh, if LNG gets first in their group, they automatically qualify to groups um, mm -hmm. for plans. And then the other two teams, uh, the sorry, the next two teams, so, like, Team 2 and 3 and Team uh, 2 and 3, 2, 3, and 4, 2, 3, and 4 for both groups, then play in a uh, bracket to uh, qualify for groups or whatever. I think Cloud9's best chance at Worlds this year is to purposely not get first in their group. Really? Interesting. Because if Cloud9 purposely doesn't get first in their group, um, they have to play in the bracket. And if uh, Hanwell Life Esports, uh, the Chovy team, doesn't get first in their group, because it's definitely possible that they don't beat yeah. uh, LNG. LNG could beat uh, Han uh, Hanwell like, easy in uh, groups. Mm -hmm. If Hanwell doesn't get first seed in their group, Cloud9 gets to play them in play-ins in groups in a best of oh three, interesting or, sorry, best of five and nice. i'm not saying cloud nine's favored for that i don't think cloud nine is favored for that but i think cloud they have a better chance of winning that best of three than yeah. they do of beating fucking damwa if cloud nine beats hanwa assuming hanwa doesn't uh get first seed in their group cloud nine knocks out hanwa and cloud nine then has a 50 50 chance of getting placed into um or maybe it's just 100%. They get to get placed, instead of group A, they can get placed oh. into the group that has the uh, no Chinese representative. So group... Uh, group C. No. Group, uh, group D. Group C, yeah. Right? Group C, you got it. PSG, the PSG group. RNG is the Chinese No, that's seed. the... Yeah, I'm saying instead of the Korean team. Because um, if, if, if Cloud9 oh, knocks out Hanwha... Oh, if, if, so Cloud9 purposely doesn't Jesus. get first in the group. They have a very easy group. They purposely don't get first in the group. They get second, third, or fourth. They then play against uh the second third or fourth seed from group a which if hanwa doesn't get first they play against them beat them potentially which i don't think they actually are favored in that matchup by by any means mm -hmm. they then get placed in group c which means they're in a psg fanatic royal never give up group Jesus compared to Christ. a damn one fun plus phoenix rogue group how much yeah. fucking easier is that group i'm not saying by any means cloud nine will be favored versus hanwa i just think that it's like probably like 70-30 that uh, Hanwha wins, but they have like a 30% chance, chance of beating Hanwha. I think they yeah. have a zero, like sub-zero percent chance of getting out of a Damwon Fun Plus Phoenix Rogue group. Yeah, I think so too. Uh, that that group is just so top-heavy versus 
Group C, where honestly, PSG, Fnatic, RNG are probably pretty similar power levels. Yeah. And I could see them like cannibalizing each other, making it harder for one team to pull away, you know, uh, or two two teams to pull away and secure secure playoff spots without yeah. eliminating the bottom tier team. Like, yeah, that's just, crazy. Actually, I'm not saying that you should purposely throw games, but like. I wonder if we'll see that. I, I honest to God think that if Cloud9 doesn't get first in their group, that's probably what they're hoping. You yeah, assume, right? Probably. Like, yeah. It's I mean it's it's their probably best chance to go further into the bracket. Yeah. yeah. Which that's, even then is like mm -hmm. very unlikely, but mm -hmm. wow. Yeah. Uh so outside of that that group draw and all that potential uh weirdness with teams uh we've got a, a little a little potential scandal here gq g2 accused <laughs> of tampering is what it that? is it a potential scandal if everyone except like g2 thought that i <laughs> i haven't seen or even including about g2 so, have, have you heard the stories colton over the years of like g2 they don't they don't um poach players they just invite players over to like parties and then like there's just mm. important g2 people at those parties and then those players eventually mm -hmm. then end up on g2 they're not poaching them they're just, they're just hanging yeah. out there's like being at events together um mm -hmm. so mad lions uh they g2 approached a, a mad lions player i don't know if it says who the player is in this uh article um which is kind of sh sh shitty also super shitty because they're literally at worlds right now so it's shitty that you're yeah. trying to poach players or at least like talk about shit like this while they're at worlds um but Mad Lions people said, like, yeah, our player came to us and said G2 is, like, talking to them about stuff. Uh, it's definitely poaching. Um, they, G2 has done this before. And they actually got the LEC to pass a vote uh, to reevaluate their global rules for, like, poaching and stuff like that. And the vote went in favor of 8-2 with G2 voting no and then Vitality vote, voting no. That's, that's uh, wild. Vitality only voted no. They said, like... Uh, uh, they think that the the main problem with the rules currently is that, like, just Riot doesn't enforce them properly. Ah, uh, um, okay. But, like, <laughs> it's funny when eight out of the ten teams go, yeah, can we fucking make it so G2 can't poach our players, mm -hmm. please? Yeah, that's but, crazy. Yeah. I don't know, man. It's, I mean, they've, they've done this for a while. Like, it's been, like, a a very documented thing. Um, yeah. I don't oh, know. it, it looks like it's maybe Carzy. Yeah, yeah, I think it's Carzy, yeah. Um, yes, it's super shitty. Um, I, I, I think poaching is like definitely like a huge issue. Um, it's uh -huh. not really the player's fault either. Cause I, I don't know if these people like really understand like what they are no, like, yeah. say and do as much as like they should. Um, yeah. they're also very a, lot, young. a lot of these, a lot of these people are young and they're here because they're very good at playing video games, mm -hmm. not because they're lawyers who, in, who know the like intricacies of this stuff. And it's like in an ideal world, this is clear regulations that are enforced and these conversations are happening between the player's agents. Yeah. But, you know, there's also the world where, hey, you want to come hang out at our sick gamer house? Yeah. You're 17 and want to come hang out at our sick gamer house. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's just, like, shitty. I mean, they have a lot of power. That's just how, like, top teams work. I'm not saying that, like, G2 shouldn't be punished or they you shouldn't be able to poach if there's a no poaching rule but like yeah I just think yeah very much like like when tsm was the best team in north america it's pretty fucking easy to just like look at someone and they, they like or just like follow them on twitter and like you have so much power over these players because you're the biggest org that like i don't know poaching rules are so fucking like 
not well defined i think uh, and hopefully yeah, no i mean it's, also it's also not. what are the players supposed to do if uh, you know yeah. if you get approached by tsm or or t1 you know or g2 how do you say no to i mean to they're that supposed to opportunity yeah the way that they're supposed to do it is like it's anti-poaching is the teams are supposed to go through the teams so meaning if someone approached you you have to tell them hey hey no yeah, you have to yeah. go through my org and then talk to them which if you're a star player, the org is going to be like, yeah, no, we're not fucking selling yeah. you to our competitor. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's there's also the other side of it, right, where it's like, if you get, I mean, like, worst case is like, okay, you get a DM from the fucking coach of G2, like, hey, yeah. want to play mid for us? Yeah. Like, there's, I'm sure, a big fear right off the bat of like, if I say, talk to my org, yeah, you're- that offers off the table. Mm-hmm. Right. Or like the, the other thing is like, I don't want to report this person for poaching because I want to play on G2 at yeah. some point. And if I do, they're never going to sign me. Like, you know, I want to be on the best team and I don't want them to blacklist me. Yeah. Right. Like there's a oh, lot sure. of pressure there. And it's like, I, I think it, it falls in line a lot with like shit in the workplace where it's like, well, you can't tell your boss because they're in charge of you, but they're the one. Mm-hmm. They're the like, ones you have to tell. How many mm-hmm. people do you think, like, in the LEC, like, want to play for G2? Probably most players, you would assume, right? Yeah. Like, like they're huge. I, I would think they'd want to win every other split at, at, at a minimum. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's, like, I, I don't know. It's just so, it's so interesting to me. Um, but, mm-hmm. yeah, I think that it's good that they're clamping down on this. Uh, other or- owners are a little bit tired of uh, G2 um, mm-hmm. fucking around, I think, is the main thing. Yeah, so. I really like Vitality's stance on it, assuming it, that that's their actual feelings of, like, yeah, the guidelines need improvement, but before we change the rules, how about we try actually enforcing them? Yeah, because if you change the rules and don't enforce them, it doesn't change yeah, it, right? It doesn't like, do anything, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. Awesome. Yeah. Um, and then Vizachachi Viz- is uh, subbing for an OCE team. Yeah, I thought this was very interesting because he <laughs> isn't an OCE player. Um, yeah. But, uh, I-, I mean, I think it's cool because I don't think it actually... like. It's one thing if, like, it was a world contender team and this is going to change how they place, I mm-hmm. guess. Uh, yeah. Like, if whatever Korean team goes, oh, we made it to Worlds, uh, let's get Chovy. You know what I mean? Yeah, uh, yeah. Or, like, whatever. But mm-hmm. I, I think this doesn't change enough. But, like, I, I wonder if, like, this will get Riot to change their rules on subs because you just have a player playing for a different region now. I also is, could be like misinformed, we, but like I do think it's we know? Weird. Is this because of like a COVID or visa yeah, concern at all? The two other players can't make it because of visa. Uh, issues. Okay, that that was yeah. My question is like, I, I think that this is yeah, like an outside scenario because of that. Still a little weird that it's not like an OCE or yeah, even really like related <laughs> player. Yeah, typically you would have like you'd grab the top laner from the next OC team. Yeah, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess, but maybe like there's also issues with because they couldn't get a visa for this player, if they're trying to get a visa for a different OCE player in a short amount of time, they might not be able to get that as well. So it might just be like a COVID only Mm -hmm. scenario, but there might be potentially some link between him and that team. Yeah. Yeah. I I just think it's one of those things where like it rubs me the wrong way a little bit, but I think it's going to be not a thing that happens over and over again. So, so I don't, yeah, I I can't imagine it will be. And they probably won't get out of group. Yeah, that's also yeah. the reality is, like, they, they... I mean, they're in the group with LNG and HL... Oh. Uh, HL... Yeah. Hanwon Life Esports. Hanwon Life Esports, yeah. yeah. HLE, yeah. Wow. <laughs> so they're a little fucky-wucky, as they as you mm-hmm. like to say. Yeah. 
Uh, awesome. That's it for the GamerCraft Competitive League section. Thank you guys for sponsoring us. Yeah, thanks again to GamerCraft. Nice. Uh, moving on to the roundtable. Yeah, so last week's question was, we just hit episode 500. What would you like to see from us? Uh, new sections, p- Patreon content, let us know. We might make it happen. Uh, from our Twitter, uh, Alex said, less Nick, please. Cool. Is that uh, a white hair? Yeah, that's white hair, yep. <laughs> He's been very rude to me recently, by the way. Yeah, I, I saw he doesn't want really to play old school RuneScape. It's kind of weird. Uh, it is weird. Because yeah. um, also, he said lifelong friends uh, on episode 500. That was his answer. Yeah. Uh, and... He had another tweet that said, except Nick. <laughs> Did you guys have some kind of weird experience when you were in New Zealand together? Yeah, I don't want to talk on? about it. Okay, there's, some, there's a cave. Yeah, I'll, I'll you guys, you guys spent some time in a deep, dark cave. So. <laughs> um, He's not going to listen to to laugh at that. <laughs> yeah. um, Jason said, a lore section uh, for one champ a week, maybe. Yeah, at some point, I think we can do a lore section. I think the main thing is one of us would have to be really into lore, <laughs> which I don't think... Nick's lore. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, anyways. bring back Nick's lore. Uh, Discord, all of our answers are very male fight related, but it's kind of funny. Um, last thing, I said, you could make a section which you read emails from listeners and call it Male Zahar. <laughs> and he said, oh, wait. Okay. And then uh, T1 Charco said, or maybe Kamale. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> uh, which I think both those are fucking terrible, but Kamale's uh, funny to me just because it's so bad. Kamale's um, bad, yeah, but it's good. And then Foxloaf uh, said, I'm still waiting on that League Cast meetup at Worlds to get announced. I mean, we'll definitely like, do something, uh, assuming we like, go to Worlds, assuming COVID doesn't ruin our world again next year. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah, I-, I think that it's a pretty open statement that, like, if we are going to a big League event, you know, we will make it known on the show and are happy to meet up with people. Mm-hmm. It's It's tough in a world of COVID. Like, you know, I was planning on going to LCS finals here uh, in Plano, and if any listeners were there, I absolutely would have said, you know, said, hey, like, let's grab lunch. Let's get a beer after. But like, it's tough when we don't know where things are happening, when things are happening, <laughs> or if in-person events and being in spaces with people is going to yeah. be safe. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we're, we're absolutely like happy to and excited to see and meet you guys when that's, you know, safe to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yep. that's cool. Um, so those are really, really sweet answers. Um, so this week's roundtable question is, uh, Bjergsen is back, baby. What retired pro player would you like to see make their comeback? Give me hot shot GG. I've never <laughs> seen a man accidentally whiff more abilities and lose the game <laughs> because of it than, than on that guy. I want to see some top lane Ash in the LCS, baby. I, I, I still rem- like distinctly remember he played, I, I believe it was Galio mid, and they were losing, but there was still a chance because this was old Galio, um, where it was like, okay, one good Galio <laughs> ultimate, play, and you could win. And then he just fucking fat fingers it in base, and they lose the game instantly. Yeah, I actually remember <laughs> like, that. So funny. <laughs> I want to I see more bullshit like that back in oh, back in the league. God. <laughs> yeah, um, the good old days when there's just so much shit. Do you guys remember? like i don't we don't need to go into this i guess but like uh i remember this one play where tsm tried out a weird bottom lane with wild turtle and still reggie they played like zinzao annie zinzao annie bottom yeah and then they just lost the game immediately (laughs) (laughs) it's game was over four minutes in or something (laughs) i i believe it was theory crafted as like the single strongest 2v2 you could possibly have at like that molten 
ch- magma chamber or whatever the 2v2 yeah. game mode like that like Xin Zhao Annie was the best because everything's so guaranteed and they're such early game champions well mm-hmm. it doesn't work when you just wait them out and out CS them it's yeah. so funny Okay. yeah <laughs> when you're when you're on summoner's rift not magma <laughs> yeah um all right so what retired pro player would you like to see make their comeback yeah i mean i've got two answers i think my first answer genja yeah okay. it would be it would be so funny to the me the time lord yeah yeah because he's the time lord like if he came back in the fucking like season 12 league of legends still doing wonky shit and was like i was ahead of the fucking game man mm-hmm. i was doing this eight years ago it's funny because um, like uh i listen to a lot of uh monty and thorin's uh show whenever yeah. they do it whenever mm-hmm. they do it very infrequently but like they were talking about genjin they were like they're, they're very both very smart people especially monty like has a lot of league history like he was accounting all the times where genjin did stuff right and all the times where he did it wrong and he's like one for like seven on all this fucking <laughs> yeah, wacky shit of course when he yeah hits people are like oh my god he was doing this like eight months before anyone else was and then you realize for some of them like he's doing it eight months but then the character got reworked during those eight months or something and it completely changed <laughs> how the character <laughs> was like yeah. most of the time like he's just i think was just trying shit and he was just wrong but like people yeah. would be like yeah. oh my god he got this one guys fucking and he genius. was i think also like good enough and on a good enough team that yeah, a lot of times crazy. it worked even though it wasn't actually better it's yeah. like i'm i'm taking the 95 percent efficiency route on a better team so it works but dude, I just I love fucking Genja yeah. Time Lord. Uh, I would also love to see fucking shoe shit come back and play support on a team. Yeah. I feel like the only true hit he had was um Genja was uh Trinity Force Kogma. I think that yeah. ended up sticking around for a super long time and actually was the like the meta Kogma build for a while. Yeah. Yeah. No, he's definitely had some stuff right for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think that the one of the biggest things is just like he wasn't afraid to do what he thought was better. Mm-hmm. And I think like in today's world, there probably would have been an analyst telling him he's wrong and why. But like, I'm fine. I I, I would rather have that be a conversation than watch every single like AD carry player play the same three characters with the same one build. Yeah, it does kind of feel like professional league doesn't have necessarily that like personality that old like mm-hmm. shitty you're probably spectating like high plat games dude but yeah, yeah. The, the good old five gas all second mm-hmm. item yeah. <laughs> yeah the moscow five special <sighs> yeah for sure uh anyway might, might it actually be uh like it's just in the news today but um pobelter like i don't think pobelter is like that kind of a player but uh he just yeah. had challenger playing only top and I think Interesting. I think top lane is weak in NA. Like I really yeah. do. I think I think it's literally Alfari. There's a drop off, and then it's Fudge, and then there's a drop off. Oh, actually, someday played really well. In yeah, someday in Impact, I would put like around yeah. there. But like the beforehand, they were like faltering a fair bit. But then like yeah, yeah, yeah. What other tops are there? They're all like not great. What about Ruin? Yeah, <laughs> well, like, you know what I mean. Like, I, I really think tops like one of the weakest roles in NA, and I think like yeah. Pobelter. Although I don't think he can compete with like mids, I think mid is always going to be a very strong like uh, core player role. He could probably be a great top laner, or like if you wanted to switch to support, he could be a great support player as well. Like Huni is yeah. like, one of the best support players in NA, and or Huhi, sorry. Um, and yeah. mm-hmm. like he was definitely mm-hmm. bottom nine or ten in uh, mm-hmm. uh, mid, except for that one split. Yeah, the one split. <laughs> 
And I think also, yeah, Top is somewhere where he could do the pole belter thing, which I think has always been, like, he'll be in top five, but not in top three. Yeah. And, like, he'll do okay. And he'll, like, he'll play what's meta pretty well. And, like, you can build around a top laner that does that. And, like, you know, to say, all right, cool, he's going to play the generic tank of the month or the bruiser or whoever. And, like he's just going to be there. Like, we're not going to put a bunch into it. It's not going to cost us a bunch. And we can do what we want to elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like Pobelter a lot. I, I just think he's, like, one of my favorite personalities in the League scene as well. Oh, so. for sure. His fucking response to the Bud Light stuff was so funny. Yeah. He's just a really good dude. So I hope I hope to yeah. see him on a team. He could easily be, like, a good enough top laner to play in LCS for, like, a bit. So Yeah. Agreed. Cool. Uh, awesome. That takes us into. Oh, I guess if you want to send in a roundtable answer, <laughs> you can hit us up on our Facebook page or our Twitter at LeeCast. So you can send us an email, mailleecastpodcast.com, or you can post, come into come into our Discord and post in our roundtable section. We actually got a vanity URL. We should announce that at the beginning of the show. Um, we got a, because uh, we have enough boosts and Discord changed their boost requirements. So oh, now you can just yeah. use discord.gg slash LeeCast to uh, join your Discord. If you've ever been so confused at entering in www.leakcastpodcast.com uh slash discord now you can just type discord.gg slash leakcast and you'll you'll yeah. get right to our discord mm-hmm. it's very easy if you can't find the widget on our website it's okay <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we made it so easy dude but uh hopefully this helps uh some people it's all right we we can't wait for you to be, if you've been waiting if you've been confused we're gonna welcome you in with open arms and then we're gonna start flaming you for not being a tumo yeah wait no longer yeah get in here Say hi. Awesome. Tell us how let's smooth jump, you are. Let's jump into mail fight where we respond to listener emails. Um, first email is from oh, Michael. We fight about them. Is that why it's called that? Yeah. Sometimes. Uh, <laughs> next emails our first email is from Michael. Hey boys, my friends and I were having a discussion during an ARAM about new champions and how none of our group plays these newer champs for the most part. This discussion eventually led us to discussing discussing which of the most recent champions are strong and which are weak. So what do you think? Which of the last 10 champions are the strongest and which are the weakest? Bonus points for discussing the power of these champs overall, as well as in high and ELO specifically. Also, when does a new champion quit being new? We arbitrarily settled settled on the last six champs being the new ones. Uh, you're welcome for the for an email of perfect length, Michael. Um, all, all characters in the last five years are new because I don't play them. Honestly, I think like in the last I, year God, is like the list. best way to do uh, new yeah. characters. Like I, I think it's like a better time frame. Uh, you could I, I used to do top last five characters because they used to do pretty good about like releasing um, mm-hmm. one for every yeah. role and stuff. Um, but I, even if you just look at like last character in every role or last two characters in every role, last two characters like they start to get a little bit old. But like typically they are stronger. Um, once again, not Riot's fault. That's just how uh, like power creep works in video games yeah. you have to we'll look at the cooler and newer stuff yeah we'll look at the last uh i'll i'll list off the last 10 and we can just very quickly go through yeah um what we think action uh he like was super op after like people figured I, out how to play him i think he's still kind of op to be yeah, honest yeah, I agree. Uh, his e is so overloaded yeah um i actually think that's the only problem with his kit um <laughs> gwen I think she's fine right now after the the changes. She's they probably did fucking a strong. got her though before she was yeah. like super strong. So her E was so nasty. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Viego, I think in a good spot right now with the the changes. Actually, I still think he's a little bit on the strong side, but mainly from like a one v five solo queue point of view, like rather mm-hmm. than like an actual strength. Yeah, I I hate. I think Viego is too strong, but in a lot of weird one v five solo queue way. Um, but it's very, very strong regardless. I think it's like 
at the lowest, you probably put him S minus A plus. Yeah. If not an S plus tier, that's he's I still very strong for sure. Yeah, very good. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rel, I think this character should be played more than she is, honestly. I think yeah. this character is insane. I keep I mean, forgetting that she's a character, man. I had a Rel in my game, and I'm like, oh yeah, that character came out. She is honestly so fun to play. She's like Leona, too. She very, is very, very similar, for sure. Yeah, Kenny she's way harder to play, but it feels way better to pull off the combo. Kenny and I played uh, Leona, Rel, and an ARM. We just like dove yes. their fucking yep. carries and just beat their ass. <laughs> yeah, I love Double. playing those, the, both of those champions on that mode. Yeah, it's fun. Uh, Seraphine... Uh, probably uh, on the weaker side at the moment. Once again, but... like all these characters that are on the weaker side, they've been gutted to get there. Yeah. Like, none of these characters yeah. haven't mm-hmm. been strong. You know what I mean? Like, at yeah, but I, I think it's one of those things where like releasing a character strong is really good. Oh, they have to um, do it for data as well. Like you need to get. Yeah. For, and stuff. for data. And also like they, they want to get people to buy the champion and play the champion, like oh, yeah. to get excited for new characters. Also, so, like if, if the character gets zero play rate, like people never yeah, know exactly. how to play against them. And that's also an issue. But yeah, exactly. I agree. It's cool uh samira's after uh obviously released pretty strong um i, I think she's, she's in a, a pretty good spot right now yeah i think she's I, gross I w- for solo queue but like bad like not good overall like i don't think she's like, actually like that op i think she just like functions in messy solo queue games it's yeah i think care. so too i think she has pretty clear counterplay like you see her and she dies yeah katarina syndrome right like yeah. katarina is not a good character we'll never see katarina see like uh competitive play but I honestly thought the closest we could come is is like the initial on hit Katarina stuff. Yeah, but uh, Yone obviously bad for pro play, pretty good for solo queue. Yeah. Again, in a chaotic one v nine sort of thing. They're trying to get him to see pro play, man. They're trying. They want him yeah. because he looks so cool. Yeah, I I like him. I I like Yone a lot. Um, yeah. I wish he 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 could see play. um then we've got lilia i actually think this character is fundamentally a problem um (laughs) i don't think a character should be have one of the fastest clears in the game when she's meta uh she's also extremely healthy all the time uh and be the fastest character uh, ever they removed her like they're they're starting to nerf her like main thing that i've been an issue about i talked about it at length one patch was the fact that you apply a dot that lasts for x amount of time then it allows you to apply your alt which that has a X amount of time before mm-hmm. it actually activates, yeah. and then you're asleep for X amount of time. Like that, the the beginning part isn't actually CC. The only CC, yeah, is soft CC, sleep, but it's soft CC in the fact that yeah, she can CC you at any point in those seven seconds beforehand. It's like TF, yep. right? Like the, the biggest issue with TF gold card isn't the fact that it's a gold card and it stuns you for two seconds. It's the fact that he can rotate through his cards for like six seconds and then hold it for like another six seconds, right? Which is like. Oh, he has pressure in lane for twelve seconds yep. because he can stun you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. and then we've got Set, who is probably going to just be a stat champion most times. Yeah, he's yeah. But I, I think we've seen a lot of Set since his release in solo queue and competitive. Obviously, you know, support Set was huge for a good time. Um. He's a strong character, especially when his items and stats are good. When they're not, obviously he's a juggernaut who can be kited. But yeah, yeah, juggernaut items are disgustingly insane right now. So I think that's pretty good. Yeah. Um, and Aphelios, uh, kind of released poorly. Eventually, people figured it out and got proficient at him. He became a staple in pro play and then gutted. Um. I, I hope again, to see but... this character. Yeah, I, I was going to say, I hope to see this character more often, but I think he's just got such a negative 
like I don't know stigma around him that I don't think he can ever be S tier again. He's so weird, man. Like he's always gonna be good for gimmicky weird shit. Like right now, the main reason why he's OP is he upgrades his you know his stats that he gets. He can upgrade yeah, them in a lethality. different way than any other character. Uh, yeah. I'm not sure if you guys know that. Like if you're leveling your, you want to max your Q ability. You can't max your Q ability until level nine, right? Oh. Mm-hmm. He can go, um, attack damage uh attack speed attack damage attack damage attack damage oh interesting okay so Where, one like, extra yeah so like you can get 20 ad at level f- uh, i think it's 20 ad at level four or something like that it's like something goofy where it's like that's a weird like break point like he can mm-hmm. get these like weird stats which I-, I think that's like a lot of the reason why he's like super strong and still like you is he just gets stat points that other characters don't have access to because he can level up his things in a weird way whereas if it yep. was just like a regular ability then it wouldn't have that issue i think mm-hmm. that's right uh, those are the last ten champions. I think um, there's cool. not. I, I think the only one that truly is elo dependent is probably Rel. I do think um, it is an issue though, Michael, of uh, like uh, not new learning champion. new characters. Like mm-hmm. you do feel like you're you're missing out on something. I definitely had that in top lane where I go, oh, I played the I play all the old ones that don't do shit, <laughs> and yep. it feels yeah. bad. I I feel like that a lot when I play mid because like yeah. I I don't play any of the new characters like. I've played one game on Samira. I haven't played Lilia. I haven't played Rel. I think I've played like two games of set. Haven't played Yone. Like, and you're just like, well, if I play the new characters, I'd be fucking challenger. Yeah, and it's like one of those things where like your characters that you play aren't bad, right? Like if you're Nivia main, your character doesn't fucking do anything. Yeah, she of thinks course. Nivia's still a good character, but yeah. like then you have like a don't fucking go across the map of Zoe, like hit you one, mm-hmm. hit you from across the map, and it feels like your character is just so out of date. But um. I think League does a pretty good job balancing old characters yep. to new characters. But, Agreed. Yeah. Thank you. Awesome. For the Thanks, Michael. Next one from Biowolf. What's up, guys? Haven't written in in a while, mostly in part because I can never think of anything witty to send in and decide against sending something mediocre. Uh, but I've been listening religiously every week and enjoying the ride ever since. Uh, I completely forgot about episode 500, though, which is why this email <laughs> finds you a week late. First off, congrats. 500 episodes is a huge landmark and goes to show that you guys are dedicated to the game and your community. So I applaud you and wish you the best in the future of your lives and the podcast. Secondly, I want to say that my favorite memory from this podcast has just been listening to it and feeling like with each episode, I'm getting more ingrained in the community. I originally got into the podcast and leave again after a super messy breakup and needed something to get my mind off of it or off of the whole situation. But came to realize that over time, uh, I realized that this podcast also reignited my passion for the game and was just overall incredibly enjoyable. I was able to finish off everything available on Spotify in just under a month. So thanks for hours of content, laughs, advice, and cheers to the future from your resident fiddle main, Biowolf. Hell yeah. Thank you. We appreciate the the kind words. You didn't need her, man, or him. Yeah. You don't need that person who you had your messy breakup with. All you need is solo queue. It'll make you happy. Right, guys? It's a very Hell nice yeah. message. I do appreciate it. Thank you, Biowolf. Yeah, that's awesome. Absolutely, yeah. We really appreciate that. Love that you're enjoying the show and being part of the community. And uh, hope to hear from you again soon. Yeah. Next email is from Flippy. Thank you all so much for the, all the episodes and content you've made over the years. I've been a longtime lurker, and I always look forward to each new episode. They've gotten me through such tough times. The few times that I've made an effort to write in, it's actually made my day, even as a grown-ass man, to have the time taken uh, for it to be read out. A hundred years of League cast me forever reign over the inferior uh, over the other inferior League podcasts. So says Hi. Flippy. Thank you, Flippy. 
Yeah, thank you, Flippy. That's very sweet. Next email from Josh. Uh, hey, guys, Leadcast, love the show. Uh, I often see people asking you guys, what is a way to improve at League, or what is the most important skill in League? Uh, I often see CS come up as the answer to this question, but I'm here to provide what I believe is actually more important. Uh, the skill is movement and auto-attacking. Uh, that's an and, that's two skills. <laughs> uh, seems like everyone can do it? Wrong. I believe the majority of players don't understand the basics of movement and attacking at the highest level of play. Something simple like 50 extra range on melee auto-attacks is game-changing for the laning phase. But even at lower levels, these things can change the game. Uh, while this applies for every role, uh, as a top mean, my examples would be targeted at top lane champions. Or you could argue that this is most important for AD carries. Uh, all isometric MOBAs at their core were built around proper movement and auto attacks. I believe I have a decent amount of experience in that area since I've been playing them since Dota All-Stars when I was 11, 19 years ago. Wow. Uh, playing champions that do nothing but auto attack, like Trindamir, Trundle, or to a lesser degree, Shen, for many games will help you build these skills. Because to be successful, you have to orb block properly, dodge skills while you auto, and use the greater range, uh, for example, with Shen Q, to trade effectively. Learning this will allow you to outplay many situations just by proper movement and auto spacing. But hey, play what's fun. My hands are not what they used to be when I was a kid, and I play a ton of Camille and Fiora. Either way, thanks for listening. What do you all think? No comment about the length of this email. Josh? So if someone has this clip, I need someone to send it to me. It's a clip of either Chovy or Showmaker. And they're laning versus either a Yon or a Yasuo. And they perfectly space like seven of the Yon or Yasuo cues in a row. Mm -hmm. Like it just perfectly like one frame out of like the Q range. And it's like, holy fuck, this is league played at the best. That being said, I... So I think it's really good. I think this is a skill at the higher level that's way more important. Um, this is a skill that, like, when you're down gold, you need to be able to outmove and out auto attack and like minimize their damage while maximizing yours. Um, but I think like just like, I hate to say it, CS still is such a fucking just like basic skill. If you just yeah. have more gold, you have more items, you have more damage and like stats mm -hmm. than them. You have to rely on that stuff way less. Uh, so if you like, just yeah, focus on that as like a base thing. Yeah, this is a great skill, but like, you're you're not seeing this maximized until like the fucking pro level, right? Like, mm -hmm. we always talk about how Caitlyn is a great beginner character because she's long range, but she's also the hardest AD carry to like min max because the reason why Caitlyn's strong is she has long range, which is good for bad players. But the reason why Caitlyn's strong at high elo is she has long range and you have to be able to constantly use that extra 50, 100 yeah. range mm -hmm. to outrange the AD carry and stay out of their auto attack range while doing damn auto attacks to mm -hmm. them. Um, and like you get one for do. none or two for one. Yeah, mm -hmm. that, that's hard as fuck to do. And like, I, I just think that's way harder to tell someone to do than to just get better at CSA, which gives them more gold. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and it's I, also, I, I think it's also a more tangible um skill yeah. to to suggest improvement upon because you can go into every single game and see like oh, okay i only had five cs a minute this game i only had oh wait i had eight cs a minute this game what did i do differently like that sort of thing is is a lot easier to see and to like i, I don't know to kind you of can measure, measure yeah you exactly really measure the effectiveness of your yeah. walk as well it's much more difficult to understand and measure um and, and for like a quick audio like 
mm-hmm. feedback like this, like I, I think that's the best we can do with what we've got. <laughs> yeah, I would say even like maybe proper spacing of auto attacks isn't quite as like movement period, I think is bigger than like movement with autos. Um, I, I think movement is really huge and one of the really hard things to learn, to teach, to talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you see it done well, it's insane. Yeah. Um, and I think that that's one of the things that like Faker has always been known for is like you watch him in a team fight and you're not sure how, but there's just skill shots flying everywhere and none of them touch him. Mm-hmm. Um, that being said, uh, CS is one of those that is just like, it's so hard to argue anything else because I don't care if you have like perfect orb walking. If I'm a Malphite who's got 150 more CS than you and I'm up two items, you can auto me a hundred times and my thorn mail will kill you. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, there's definitely like, a, yes, at the highest level of play. I mean, you're absolutely right. Like it's movement abilities to, to dodge like skills and things like that. That's definitely probably the number one, you know, skill to have. But the vast majority of league players are, I don't know, between like bronze and, and yeah. like gold, where like, like that's not going to be very useful because it, yeah. it doesn't really like the game. The game doesn't play like that at, at that level. Also, it's like just to get edges because you can't get edges somewhere else. If you're playing at mm-hmm. the highest level, like turns out you're knocking out CS, you're laying by 100. By, yeah, like, exactly. At the highest level, right? Where like, I don't know. I, I'm, I really do like to say that I'm pretty good at like using auto attack range, especially when playing like Shen or Tom. Tom Kench has a relatively high auto attack range. He's higher yeah. than 50% of the me- melee cast by like 25 or 50 range, I think. Um, if you watch my early laning on Tom Kench whenever I'm streaming, um, I, I try to go for, like, the trades where, like, I back out, and then as soon as I see them start turning, I'll hit an auto-attack, so I get mm-hmm. a free trade, and I'm yeah. pretty fucking good at that. That doesn't auto-win you lane or anything. That just gives you, like, an edge in lane, right? Like, getting those, like, free-off mm-hmm. auto-attacks. Yeah. Um, but, I don't know. It's just, yeah, like, that... just get better at CSing if you're lower yellow. The higher yellow you get, the more you have to learn other important shit, I think. Mm. Um, so, yeah. Thank you for the email, Josh. And on yeah. to the next one. Yeah, the next email is from Dodge My Garen. Uh, long time Haley Cast, long time listener, and first time uh, emailing into the show. I wanted to share my recent recent Clash experience with you and wanted to hear your opinions on it. Me and four friends playing in our fourth tier of Clash, with most of us being mid to sil- mid silver to low gold players. Our eighty carry was our best player in Plat Four. The first two games we won quite easily, and it was one of the funnest times I've had playing League. Then uh, we went to the championship match. In the scouting stage, we noticed that the enemy team had a mid-silver player playing jungle in their last two games, where he popped off on Lee Sin and Echo, carrying both games. We looked at his OPGG, and interestingly enough, he didn't seem to be a jungle main. Uh, We did not think too much of it uh, at the time, except the answer would be to simply ban Lee Sin and Echo. Our team ended up being confident after champ select of the championship game, even though they banned out RD carries Tristana, his best champion. The enemy jungler picked Rek'Sai, which I normally look at as a difficult champion to play in lower elos. But what do you know? Rek'Sai carried the game again. Perfect tunnel ganks, perfectly executed flash knockups, and perfectly timed ults to dodge skill shots. After seeing him play and looking at the previous games, it was obvious he was smurfing. This was the first time that I went out of my way to submit a player ticket uh, on the Riot Support website. We were doing so well, and we were about to win the tournament just to run into someone clearly smurfing. I submitted the ticket with screenshots of match histories and this player's OPGG showing he clearly doesn't play jungle. I even went as far as to look up his mastery points on Rek'Sai on Champion Mastery GG, which is a great website, by the way, just to find that he had zero mastery points on Rek'Sai before that game. 
I also added the player as a friend, messaged, messaged him, uh, telling him that he ruined the tournament for everyone, where he even admitted to, admitting to, admitted to letting his brother play on his account. I sent all this evidence to Riot, got a vague response, and weeks later, uh, still see this player playing games. I was wondering if it's possible that he got banned from Just Clash. Um, also, do you think I went too far in this situation by filing the ticket, messaging him, etc.? Uh, it was just such a letdown to lose that way. Thanks for listening, and apologies for the length of this email, dodge my Garen. I actually talked, I literally talked to someone a couple days ago about this, um, because they like, had a problem with Clash as well. Um, just, I'll, I'll try to sum this up really quick, though. Um, the reality is, is that Riot does their best to stop smurfing. They make it mm -hmm. so you have to verify a phone number. The most they can do past that is make it so, like, you'd have to send a text to that phone number, or make it so that you have to play more games on your account. Like, you'd have to play, like, 50 or 100 games uh, to actually qualify to play Clash, right? Because then that would potentially stop people from, play like, buying a new account and making it into a Clash account or whatever, right? Um, but guess what? Both those things don't stop what happened to you. <laughs> yeah, I was like, going to say, in this particular scenario, it doesn't do anything. So, like, the only thing that stops, like, from what happened to you is maybe they fucking make it so that during the middle of the game you have to verify your face uh that like whatever either way like this doesn't solve your issue regardless yeah. and it does suck it really does suck that your clash experience got ruined um but i i just don't think this is an issue that is solvable especially yours um i think riot does yeah. their best to stop smurfing and clash um and it does suck mm -hmm. but he also i don't know it's also hard to say that like to get someone banned for account sharing um i guess like yeah in this example i i don't think any reasonable level of like verification that the player yeah. on the account is the actual player like you should be like in this case outside of yeah like a, a fucking facial scan halfway through or like <laughs> yeah. you have to you know plug in like your arm yeah. into the fucking riot game Blood sample to during the game. <laughs> um that being said it's a huge bummer i don't think you went too far in submitting a ticket mm -hmm. and especially once you got evidence that account sharing was happening i think that one of the biggest things that I would want to note here is that submitting a ticket is really, in my opinion, like never too far. Yeah. Because like, obviously you can like spam shit tickets and that's not good because then the people looking at them are going to have to wade through all the shit and won't yeah. be able to improve the game. But like, ultimately all you're doing is bringing it to the attention and then letting the powers that be make it, make a call. So mm -hmm. if they don't feel like it was enough or there wasn't enough evidence or, you know, they have some information that you don't, that's fine, right? All you did was bring it to their attention. So you, you can't really go too far because you don't decide the punishment if there is any, mm -hmm. right? You're just bringing it to their attention and then they get to decide what to do. Now, if this account was like permabanned immediately, that probably would have been kind of bullshit, but like, that's not on you at that point. Yeah, and at the end of the day, like, uh, it does suck ass that this happened. We all play at a tier that it doesn't, like, incentivize smurfing. Um, I guess unless you wanted to fuck with draft. Yeah. But, like, to, to mm -hmm. like we, we play at, what, tier one, so there's not a reason to play against lower-skilled people because it's just going to match you with, yeah. like, yeah. what you're supposed to be at. That, that um, being said... But, like, it's, it sucks. Yeah. But what does have a great anti-cheat software is GamerCraft. <laughs> They're gonna find you, man. Like no, this, like this person wouldn't be in another tournament. We don't have to like, count. We don't have to shill for them at this point. But like, actually no. though, like like uh, if you're someone who has a too high of a win rate or too few games, they just won't let you play because like they can't verify mm -hmm. that you're that yellow. It's just really interesting, cool. huh? Yeah, yeah. I so didn't know like, that. 
again, we like this is outside of their sponsored section, but yeah. like this account would get through maybe one tournament if that it, like if yeah. they got into it they'd probably play one and then that account would not be allowed in their tournaments anymore. Yeah. So They're if very it's good something you experience often or are worried about, check them out. Yeah, try um, it out. Use the code leadcast in your referrals. <laughs> it, and oh, yeah, and that'll definitely hours. fill that'll definitely fill the hole that like Clash leaves when it's not offered. Yeah, for sure. mm-hmm. And instead so. of getting riot points and skins, you'll get dollars. Yeah, you get two money. for free just by signing up. Yeah. Um, thanks, Dodge Mike Garen. Good luck in your next clash or GamerCraft tournament or solo queue. Um, next email from Skep. It says, Sup, dude bros. It's me, Skep, coming in to congratulate you on your actual episode 500. I started listening around early January when my friends got me into League. You guys, the reason I can get through school at this shithole where you can't even use the bathroom without the soap dispenser already in the toilet. And the popular guys vaping in class. Oh, hell yeah. Uh, since I don't know anybody at school due to me not going to the same school and everybody else, uh, and also COVID last year, your guys' podcast has been a lifesaver. I also feel like Colton is always the one that ends up reading my emails. I happen to give money. <laughs> I mean, it's a 50 50 yeah, shot. It is a 50/50. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but I don't That's really funny. know how to feel about that due to his recent predator buff remarks on this thing. What is y'all's favorite fast food and favorite foreign food? Uh, for me, oh no, so examples, sushi, ramen, pad thai, etc. Sorry for my scrambles on an email and that I wrote uh, on my scuffed ass Chromebook <laughs> that I can see into the motherboard while in French class with my teacher that speaks at a first level, first grade level in English. Jesus. Again, this is from fun. Skep the Predator main. Kind of yeah. weird that you put Predator main in your email yeah. if you're uh, against it. Okay, so roundtable. Uh, favorite fast food and then favorite foreign food. Um, um favorite fast food. Uh, I guess. Um, are we doing like quick service restaurants? Just, or does yeah, it have to be service, like yeah. Taco yeah. Bell, McDonald's. Okay, uh, I'm gonna say Moe's. It's a um, it's a like southwestern like. Tex-Mex style, um, yeah. like quick service restaurant. It's it's super good to me. Um, I I'd say like my quick answer is Wendy's. Like there's definitely better quick food, um, but it's cheap. It's everywhere. I get what I want. It's pretty consistently good across the board. So I feel like they actually reinvented things with like their four for four. Yeah. Give me some Subway or some A&W. Give me either. Really? I think Subway yeah. is trash. Yeah, I just Subway had it for the bomb. first time in two years uh, last week. Interesting. They're so bottom tier good. sandwich shop. They, okay, so they did recently overhaul a shit ton of stuff. Yeah. Uh, I think everything except the tuna, basically. But yeah. I, uh, historically, the, I do not like uh, I used to have it a lot Subway. when I like worked at like a part-time job in high school because uh, it was right across uh-huh. the road from it. But I haven't had it for like two years and I had it. It was so fucking good, dude. It oh, hits the spot. Um, but yeah, also A and W. A and W is fucking gas. But I don't. I don't think there's an A and W near me. It's gas. It's so That's fucking sad. Weird. It's the only time okay. I get root beer. <laughs> um, and then as for the foreign food, um, sushi, sushi. Let me some sushi. I Ooh. I fucks with General So's chicken. Interesting. Uh, Savannah's turned me on to uh pho. It's so yeah. fucking yeah. fucking good. <laughs> yeah, hell yeah. Also, I feel like nice. all the pho places have like very punny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, punny names. Fucking fuck, fuck me. That's funny, <laughs> but it's it's good. Oh yeah. Um. Awesome. Thanks, Skip. 
Next email is from Snarky Buffalo. At some point on the ranked ladder, there must be a transition away from teammates who randomly engage a uh, 3v5 or 4v5 fight around no objectives for no reason. When does this transition happen? When does my team? When does my hard-engaged teammate take a quick glance at the map before baiting my team? Was there a point on the ranked ladder when you guys noticed uh, your teams exclusively fought for objectives? Thanks, guys, and belated congratulations on 500, Snarky Buffalo. No. It's insanely player-dependent. <laughs> Is he? Because I think that that exists in like probably. Um, what's below academy? What's I mean academy? Probably academy, and then maybe Amateur. LCS. Yeah, and then like uh, that's mm-hmm. probably it. I think I think the higher level <laughs> you get, the more cognizant people are mm-hmm. of like why they lost the fight. Um, because everyone wasn't there, but then they'll just blame me for not being there. Is like the main thing. But like it doesn't yeah. really stop. People don't stop doing this. People like are very focused on their own character, mm-hmm. and particularly in solo queue because of the lack of communication, accountability, and like experience. All of those problems don't ever really get addressed. Whereas once you move to a team environment, it's like your top laner will just tell you don't engage, or your mid laner is going to be like my TP's up in five. Wait. Yeah. Well, I think what you said earlier, Colton, was actually a really good example. I, I think other player, like, uh, like I think my ideas are the best, or the way I see the game is the best, and I think therefore other stuff is not as good. And that's just sort of like, okay, now have that for four other players that aren't you, and it's mm-hmm. easy to see how that would happen. Like, okay, I think that engaging this three v five that I think is a three v three is best, and that's why I'm doing it. Oh, it's a bad play. No, it's a good play. You just weren't there to to yeah. make it a a, a five u five. That's your fault. Yeah, um, and and again, very very player dependent. Some yeah, players always want to go in. They'll go in on any chance. For example, like the Pike in my game, he was ahead from the early game, so he thought, "Oh, I can do anything I want all the fucking time," and you eventually just start hinting when you do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's unfortunately something you're going to always have to deal with best you can do is try to play around it in a good way so yeah yep. thanks for the email good luck in solo queue and again that was yeah. snarky buffalo next one from sky drill hey it's me sky drill again and i'm ready to ask a question i've been itching to get an answer to over the past six and seven months i've been playing a steady amount of swain and have mastery seven on him recently with trying to hit gold for this season i'm still having success with swain my question is why isn't Swain played in pro play? And why is he barely talked about when it uh, comes to talk about good supports and bot laners? I personally think he's a top pick, top tier pick for support or AP carry and even in mid uh, and top. But I don't think he gets the love he deserves, uh, which I am partially glad about since he'll probably not get nerfed. Uh, if you can share your opinions on this, it'll be greatly appreciated. Have a great week, Skydrill. Sure. Um, I think I've played the most Swain out of all of us, mm-hmm. um, and I I know that I have a an opinion that's different from Colton's. I think um, I I think the character's too low range to to compete with a lot of other characters, um, and I think his low range kind of counters what the character's designed for. Um, like you want to be in low range to be able to fully utilize the rest of your kit, like your your Q shotgun and your ulti, you know, fat drain. Um, you're kind of squishy without ulti, um, and, and your build tends to to lean more towards like heavy health and AP 
So you get fewer cooldowns, so you do less damage, but you're a little tankier. And at that point, like, I don't know. You might as play. You might as well play a different character. To me, that is tankier and also gets to build. I don't know more synergistically with the rest of his kit. Yeah, n- n- I I'm with you. I think you and I do have a lot of the same opinions about Swain. And the, like, long, drawn-out conversation we had about it was that, like, his numbers are actually ridiculous. But it's, like, you want to build a lot of AP and cooldown reduction to be able to actually cast his skills. But if you do, you get blown up and you don't get to use your Q. But if you build tanky, he doesn't do any damage. Mm -hmm. But if you don't, like, his stuff does not mesh as well as it needs to. And I think his identity is kind of lacking, um, I think he'd be a lot better if they made him like the, you know the tanky bruiser mage that he should be. Um, but he's kind of weird. His E is also super telegraphed. I think in pro play that's a big thing. Um, that being said, I think he's really good in solo queue. Still, you can absolutely take over. So if you're doing well and enjoying it, keep playing that character. Yeah. Fuck what everyone else thinks. Just yeah, low agency sure. in pro play for sure. Yeah. 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 Uh, awesome. Thank you, Skydrill. Next email is from Dragon. Hey, guys, it's your boy Dragon emailing this time to tell you guys that I made it to Plat 4 for the first time manning support. Congratulations. Uh, reaching Plat was my goal for this year, and after hitting it, I'm experiencing that, well, what now feeling? Um, IDK, if I'm just uh, imagining it or not, but all my games, even outside of ranked, feel like they've gotten harder. You think this is because I've crossed the proverbial threshold to low elo uh, low to high elo, or is it just in my head? Also, I don't think uh, anyone caught it, but I had a good hard laugh after I noticed that Aiden reached out to the fan base to quote jerk us off, Predator Nation baby indeed. I know he was looking for lead cast golden moments, but taking things people say out of context and blowing them out of proportion is what makes the big headline. So I'm going to need some hush money. JK, thanks for the good <laughs> league uh, and league content, Dragon. Thanks, Dragon. I, I don't I don't think, I think it's more of like in your head though, because you're just definitely slowly yeah. up in yellow for sure, mm-hmm. but yeah and i mean there's there's going to be a change a little bit but it's not going to be massive it's it's probably more in your head and again it could just be that like those last few games happened to be against slightly better players like yeah like it can happen uh, not to um, say it happens to me and it doesn't happen to you but at, at my elo like if you're queuing at a weird time when no one else is queuing because i'm like top three thousand, i think uh so there's very few people queuing uh i can get a d2 average game uh, or I can get a 400 point master tier average game, and that feels pretty different. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that... that feels very different. Yeah. Um. So hey, congrats on plat. That's awesome. Your goal. Uh, good yeah, luck if you're trying to keep climbing. Maybe we'll uh, hear from you next year when you're challenger. Okay. Hell yeah. Next one from Armis. He says, "Yo, what's good? I've been a bit of a shorter email this week. Think of it as a bit of a chill out moment after episode <laughs> 500. I was wondering." Who do you guys hope will show up in the league fighting game? And no picking Kench, Leona, or Zillium, that's too easy. Personally, I hope to see Blitzcrank incorporating his hooks into combos. Sounds like so much fun. Congrats on episode 501. Here's to 499 more. You're welcome for the shorter email this week, Armis. Kench, please. <laughs> uh, I mean, realistically, probably Leeson. I think he's probably the <laughs> coolest. Say Leona. <laughs> oh no, no, no! I <laughs> thought he was so two funny. for a second, and I was gonna die. God, that'd be so funny. Uh, no, I think I think Leeson's probably the coolest like combo character in the game. 
and I think that would translate super well to um to league or to to the fighting game. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Fiora could do really well in a fighting game. I think the idea of like having the vulnerable spots as well as her repost, like in most games, uh, you know, there's a parry or block ability which like everyone gets, so it'd be I think hard to make it unique and obviously as like a sword character she doesn't fit into the traditional fighting game um that being said like i think that could be really cool i also think having like special combos or even like having vitals proc on the opponent could be really interesting where it's like you know hey if you go for a low it'll do more damage or like you know yeah break them but now they know you're going to look for a low, so now you can go for like a mid instead, like that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's cool. Yeah. 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 Awesome. Thank you for the email, Armis. And I think we're all looking forward to fighting game. Yeah. yeah. Um, our next email is from Scavis or Scavis. Uh, Dear Leecast, I've been resisting the transition, but I agree with Aiden uh, of a few weeks ago that support mages feel bad right now. I have some matchup holes in my roster where I lose a lot of games piloting mages to identify a new champion or two to pick up. I'm asking myself uh, questions like, which support wins most versus Samira, Zed, Mid, Kha'Zix, Jungle, etc.? I am not looking for specific advice on these. Champion GG used to answer these questions around 2017 by providing champion win rates versus all other champions, regardless of role, but the site has since been purchased and remade. I have not found out-of-role matchup statistics on other common league sites. This void feels extra odd, given that most sites report duo win rates for uh, AD carry plus support combinations. If you track how much Samira wins with Thresh, it's probably not much more work to track how much she wins against him. Uh, so do you know of a resource that gives reliable win rates against champions outside of same role? Uh, if not, any thoughts on why this data has become more scarce? Uh, what do you use or recommend using to get educated on cross-role counters? Keep up the Lord's work. Been uh, using the new Tom Kench guide to uh, rank my flex queue. And he posted a picture of him going 12-5 and five with a 4.16 KDA, which is pretty high. Uh, best Skavis. Yeah, there, there isn't, yeah. um, I believe. Uh, the only website I think that might yeah. have it is League of Graphs, just because they have crazy shit. But mm-hmm. I don't know if that even probably has it. But it's it's I, not. No one really has that data anymore. Yeah, I, think. I would say your best resource off the bat, in my opinion, is people who one trick that character. I think that's the answer for any character specific mm-hmm. questions. Is like, you know, if I want to know what characters beat up Tom Kench. I can look at stats or I can DM Aiden and he'll tell me like, what are the two or three characters top that fuck him over? And like, who do you absolutely not want to see in mid or support? Yeah. Um, okay. They'll know what fucks their character. Just, just, uh, just to like say uh league of graphs. Uh, if you go league of graphs, champions, matchups, and then choose the character, choose the role, choose the ELO. It will say who that character does well against well like with on our team uh bad against whatever and it shows other roles as well it just only shows it to a certain extent though um so it doesn't show like every single character but like for example mm-hmm. i'm looking at ari right in platinum plus and it says ari has a plus five percent win rate with nami support on her team right um whereas uh it says that she has um uh a lot of them are mid though but like either way like it does show some other like outer role stuff but it's like very it's very like hard to find shit is the main mm-hmm. thing and like inconsistent yeah so i like 
that I think is probably going to be your best resource. Um, hopefully, other than that, like your own experience. And then I would say, you know, all of this info is very helpful. Mm -hmm. But dear God, don't let it dictate how you play the game. And don't be one of those players who gives up because of like, this is a counter matchup. Yeah. Like, Aiden, what's the worst Tom Kench matchup? Uh, yeah. Probably... I mean, in lane, probably like something like set or like yeah. Whatever. So if they pick set, you you get you guaranteed lose I think the game. Statistically, right? it's Shen, but uh, you but you, no. you guaranteed lose the game if they pick Shen. Yeah, right? no. But like, I, I, the main thing <laughs> like, I want to get across is that you just use your head. Like, if you're playing support, you're saying look for supports that. Like, I know you said you don't want specific things, but like versus Zed or Kazix. Well, I want a support then that can stop these characters from wanting my my like carry. So I'd pick like something like Lulu, right? Like the best mm -hmm. support at denying assassins. Uh, yada yada yeah. yada. You either, um, yeah, you, you deny their playstyle in that way, or you could also pick a hard CC character. Yeah. Like, I'm, cool, the Zed's going to R my AD carry, and then Malzahar I press R on them as Malzahar, and yeah. they don't get to play the game. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, also, I do want to just, like, quickly fix... Uh, I, I think mage supports are bad at high elo. Uh, they are statistically the best supports in the game at lower elo. <laughs> I'm not sure what yep. elo you are, but, like, uh, I think if you look from, like, iron to gold, the best supports are, like... Um, Vigar, Zyra, Velka, Zareth. It's like every single mage in the game is like super high win rate. Because I, I just think having like agency and having just the ability to kill people is like really important at lower elo. But yeah, and I'm pretty bad damage. at high elo statistically. I'm going to shill, like, unironically learn how to play Leona. I think she has two yeah. bad matchups and they're playable um, yeah. in Thresh and Alistair. Yeah. Thresh I think those the are the only, only really bad one. And it's only bad versus good Threshes who can flip yeah, exactly. every single time. It, there is there is not a matchup period for Leona where she has to do anything different than she than she normally does. It yeah. is entirely dependent upon your the counter pick. Like if you if you um, Zenith played Thresh and he misses the flay, you're still Leona in melee range and he's gonna get CC'd to death. Like that's that's how that matchup works. Um, I like I don't know. I'm gonna I'm gonna keep shilling like. Play Leona. I don't think she has bad matchups outside of like Thresh and very good Alistairs. And that's yeah. only in lane, by the way. Out of yeah. lane, I don't think she has counters. Yeah, I would say. I mean, yeah. Think about it. And a lot of a lot of characters that are frustrating, like have a very abusable or like telegraphed thing. I mean, obviously, there's mm -hmm. tons of games characters in the game. But like one thing, I think a lot of people have trouble playing against Zed and like. Obviously, there's the answer of, like, just buy Hourglass, but also, like, take a character that if, you know, when he pops up behind you, you're just going to wreck them. Like, yeah. Yeah, pick someone who can, like, aim a charm, you know, directly behind you or, yeah. you know, queue up a stun card, something like that. Something where you can, like, prematurely prevent a lot of the damage as opposed to reactively, mm -hmm. you know, do yeah. so. Yeah, so hopefully those uh, help, and maybe we'll see something come out to fill that niche in the market with that data. Uh, I think mm -hmm. that really depends on Riot's API and how easy they make that data to access. Um, but again, thank you, Skavis. Good luck with your Tom Kench games. I think that's going to wrap it up for Mail Fight for this show. We do have one more um, from Cole that we will get to next week. I think it's we wanna... a really good one though. Like I yeah, at least don't want to like cut it off we... or anything. Yeah. So. We want to discuss it in full and not get through not it in two minutes. It, yeah. So Cole, we have your email. We will talk. Uh, it'll be the first one in mail fight next week. 
Um, but with that, we are here to the end of the show. So I will hand over the torch to Nick, the Jeopardy King Cooper. To yeah. Tell us, to tell you guys about where to find us. Hell yeah. If you want to send us an email, hey, guess what? Um, if you want to send us uh, something to read on on MailFight, the, the part that we respond to emails, you can send us an email directly from your Gmail account, mail at leadcastpodcast.com. There's also a little um, email section on our website, leadcastpodcast.com. You can send us an email there. It's fixed, so we should be getting every single message. Uh, if we don't read your message, send either probably uh, Aiden or me a DM on Discord or something. We'd and read we'll, it because we'll... it was yuck and gross. Yeah, we we haven't had to do that in a very long time. So, <laughs> um, Watch us on Twitch uh, at... Uh, or twitch.tv slash bluebasket slash leadcastfrost and slash kinglardout. Tweet at us. We are leadcast on Twitter. On Facebook, we are leadcast. Visit our website, like I said, leadcastpodcast.com. Join our Discord, leadcastpodcast.com forward slash Discord. Alternatively, discord.gg forward slash Discord, uh, leadcast <laughs> forward slash Discord. <laughs> um, forward slash leadcast, super sick. The, the entire URL. service routes to us now. That's how good Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, super sick. It's mm-hmm. never been easier to join the Discord, and it's always popping. There's always people Absolutely. to talk to. Mm-hmm. Um, and then finally, support us on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash leadcast. Thank you guys so much for listening to episode 501. Very exciting. And we'll see you um, next week for 502. <laughs> <laughs>